everybody and welcome back to season 11 of Sequelizers. I am your host, as always, Jack Chambers Ward, and joining me, also as always, it's Matt Stogden. My name is Matthew Joseph Terence Peter Stogden. I work for Sequelizers. I pitch films. I pitch films. I set them up. I watch them fall. I'm living La Vida Loca. All true. <laughs> yep. That is your full name as well. Yep. You even outdo me with Jack Lawrence William Chambers Ward. Yep. Even with me adding a syllable to my surname. <laughs> is, there, is there a confirmation name in there as well? Yep. Nice. Wait, we're just, what? It's a Catholic thing. I, I know it's a Catholic thing. <laughs> Do you have an additional name on top of that that is a confirmation No, name? that is one of them. Right, that is. Right, okay. I chose okay. one of them is what the answer is. Right, I see. Mm. I assume Terrence. Everything was given to me except for one that I chose, and it wasn't Terrence. Oh, ah, there you go. It's Peter. Yeah, I don't think there's a St. Terrence, is there? Yeah, probably. Yeah, there probably is. St. Terry. St. Tez. <laughs> Big Tezza, that's what we call him. What, Tez? That's what we call him at the Pearly Gates. Yep. Speaking of big people at the Pearly Gates, it's Tim Batum. All I wanted to be was a sequelizer, like my ancestors. But the movies I thought would bring me luck brought me only a curse. Also accurate. Yeah. This, this show is a curse upon us and our movie watching experience. Yes. <laughs> I Although I say that. Usually seen everything, so it's my true. Yeah. yeah, it's a curse on me and Tim who have not seen these bad films. Yeah, you you own a significant amount of these terrible movies. True, I can literally see Despicable Me three, which we have already covered. Yeah, in your fucking Blu-ray collection, Matthew. Yeah, but we're not doing Despicable Me three again. That would be what? weird. This Thank- pitch I've just written. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, we are in fact delving back almost twenty years, which made me feel very old. Yeah. All the way back to 2003 to discuss the third in Robert Rodriguez's Mexico trilogy, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. But before we get to fixing this movie that's way worse than I remember it being when I think I watched it as a teenager. Just a good, good just Lord. a mess. Just a big fucking mess. You don't like remote control guitar cases? Actually, I love that bit. <laughs> that's the highlight that's of the entire movie. That's one of the best movie. bits. That's, one of, that's the good bit of the entire fucking movie. Anyway, before we get to all of that, let's take a little trip down an old Mexico alley to say thank you very much to the wonderful people on patreon.com slash sequelizers because you make this show possible, ladies and gentlemen. You make the main season possible, the inter-season possible, all the bonus content and soon, the return of the live streams as well. They will be coming back very soon, revamped, rewritten, and bigger and better than ever, with new guests and interesting themes and structures and all that kind of bollocks. <laughs> Jack's broken. I'm waffling. Yeah. I'm really tired and need to be up to leave the county early tomorrow morning, so that's fun. Like a hobbit. Gotta, I leave in less than 12 hours. Gotta, gotta get out of and we are start- Mexico. We are starting the episode right now. And I need to be asleep like two hours ago. <laughs> anyway, good old patrons, you make the show possible. Like I said, we have recorded extra bonus features for this episode. You get the outtakes if you support us at £10 or higher. Tim did a quiz. It was a less mind-bending quiz than some of Tim's previous quizzes. Less, yeah. concept, like, less high concept. Yes, yes. It featured actual music being played on the show <laughs> so behind yep. a paywall so it's fine I think that's how that works that's not how that works but I think that's how it works and you also get movie commentaries we're going to be doing three of them this season that's right three per season plus you get full bonus episodes throughout the interseason as well entire proper interseason episodes throughout the interseason 
And if you go to higher tiers, you also get exclusive merch, you get discounts on merch. Everyone on Patreon gets early access and ad-free episodes as well. And if you go up to the £30 tier, you could become an executive producer and get a shout-out on the show, just like these fine folks have done. Hyper Dude Man. Are you a Mexican or a Mexicant? I'm a Mexican. Philip Morgan. Is there something in the guitar case? Yeah. What? My guitar? James McDowell. You want to kill me? Let me tell you something. You have already killed me. David Selinger. I have to go to church. What for? Confess my sins. I'm a sinner. Marcus Lindstrom. Is that going on right now? Stuart Main. Bless me, Father, for I have just killed quite a few men. No shit. And Josh van der Sluis. Can't you see that we are fucking close? Thank you, executive producers, for your incredible support, as always. And there are, in fact, three people who go that step further to the £50 tier, the top tier that is they, available. They pay out the big pesos. They do. Uh, however many pesos £50 is, that's how much it is. Based on the current economy, 50 <laughs> <laughs> I believe... Thanks to our current government, we are one-to-one -one on the peso. <laughs> it's a El Pundo El Peso. That's the title of my pitch. <laughs> but there are, in fact, three VIPs for this week, and they are Xenos. Give me the strength to be what I was. And forgive me for what I am. Josh Miles. You know... It's easier to pull the trigger than play guitar. Easier to destroy than to create. And Jonathan Earth Clark. Back together again, eh? Yeah. Let's play. Thank you, EPs, VIPs, and everyone on Patreon. Like I said, you make this entire season possible. We are bigger and better than ever because of you, folks. We do have some VIP picks coming up later on in the season. And oh boy, there's some shit, thanks to the VIPs. So you got all that to look forward to, listeners. And if you would like to join them, because maybe uh, maybe some more VIPs available in the future. There's, there's, put it this way. There's three now. There might be more. If you're playing Russian Roulette, and you're filling your, your chambers with VIPs, oh. you're probably going to die. <laughs> hey, there's a more than a 50-50 chance of dying. From Russian roulette, full of people who pay us fifty pounds on. This is a stretched analogy. It is. It? I was going to say it, it, the analogy could basically would be that uh, going forward, mm. you're almost guaranteed to die. Yes, pretty much. We're going to open up some more slots on Patreon, basically. Ladies what? And We're going to expand it, and that might include some extra cool expansion and other content as well. So, yes, yeah, we've got big plans coming up for the upcoming end season and. We're already planning season 12 as well. So We're at the halfway point of season 11. Yeah, now. we're halfway through season 11. We're, we're future-proofing and future-planning already. Like I said, live streams are in the works. We've all got all kinds of stuff, bigger and better, interesting stuff for us throughout 2022 and into 2023 as well. Because, good Lord, it's nearly 2023, and I feel like it's 2020 still. Time is a flat circle. I feel like it's fucking 2004. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, Matthew, because we're going to go back to 2003 I know. to talk about this fucking garbage movie. And I'll start off with you, Matthew, because, you know, you've seen everything. You were there in the West in the 90s, in Mexico in the sure. 90s, I assume. Um, how and when did you first experience the Mexico trilogy, Mr. Stockton? 
Desperado. I saw it on TV. So you started with Desperado? Yes. As did most of the world, I believe. Because Correct, El Mariachi, yeah. as we'll get into, is incredibly low budget. Yes. Super indie, like less than $10,000 budget, I believe. Mm-hmm. And wasn't available on wide release for a very long time. Yeah, it went on TV, I think, in Britain in 97 or 98, maybe. Uh, this is Desperado, a couple of years after it came out in the cinema. Um, and it was like, oh, it's this amazing, crazy action film. And you see some tits. So, you know, when you're 14, you're like, hello, problem solved. Um, it's rated 18, but don't worry, everyone's got like an older brother or something and get this stuff. And it was on TV, so, yeah. Anyway, um, I saw Desperado and was talking about it at school with everyone the following day. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was a really solid movie. Uh, then a couple of years later, it came out on DVD along with El Mariachi that appeared. Uh, harder to get a hold of though. Um, I saw El Mariachi on video, however, because I'd seen Desperado and say, oh, there's, there's, you know, it's the second one. It's like, oh, okay. El Mariachi, very different experience. Despite being made only a couple of years prior, it was, uh, Rodriguez's, not just debut, but pretty much his film school, effectively, how to make a movie. Just made up on the fly and filmed on film. One take of everything. We'd have time to check the film stock, so it'll just we get it or we don't. Very seat of your pants sort of stuff. But to be fair, very interesting novel filmmaking. It's it's very lo-fi, but actually very. He's got the eye of of of, of talent basically. And because it was the nineties, we got this huge rise of Linklater and Kevin Smith and all these indie individuals cropping up and stuff. You go, oh shit! And Rodriguez and Tarantino, those people who are doing interesting things. Um. And then when Once Upon a Time in Mexico came out, they released a, blue, a DVD sorry, with all three films in one box set. So I sort of re-got that. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, by that point, I was uh, 19. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Uh, I believe I saw it in the States. And uh, hated it. Um, not just like, oh, uh, I, I, I'm just not going with it. I just did not like it at all. I thought... This is a bad film. Uh, I don't like Johnny Depp is here. I think it's really convoluted. I thought all the stuff you were doing about this, despite the fact that the budgetary difference is, I don't know, fucking ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars, whatever Elmer actually's on, and it was five, like eight thousand. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah, and the five million the Desperado is. It's like, yeah, there there are worlds apart, but the quality of filmmaking is still there. The storytelling narrative is still engaging. Has that Western feeling of like. You know the 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 lone wandering Mad Max kind mm. of individual, the samurai coming to town, the sort of like Ronin going around. It has all this sort of it, it's so much intrigue and uh, although th- to be fair, El Mariachi and um, Desperado have a lot of mirroring, shall we say? Yeah, it was interesting because to sort of jump ahead slightly, I saw Jack the other day before uh, uh, in between Recording. previous episode mm-hmm. and, and this one. We're friends outside of the podcast, ladies yeah. and who knew that Well, sometimes. maybe you two are. Uh, and I hadn't watched El Mariachi at that point. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I said, my understanding is it's a little bit of a Evil Dead to Evil Dead 2 with Desperado. Mm-hmm. And they're Very actually so. a bit more different than I yeah. imagined. Yeah. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of, like you say, some mirroring in, in what goes on. Absolutely. Because Desperado is a sequel. It is it not a remake. It, it definitely literally is refers to and takes a couple of shots from yeah. recasting Antonio Manderas, as we'll yes. get into in a sec, but like they literally take shots and say, like, no, this is a sequel to El Mariachi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except Antonio Banderas was the whole time. Don't worry about him. 
ignore <laughs> Carlos Gallardo, who's like in the in the other corner over there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. don't worry about him. And she shows up in Desperado as yeah. as, as one of his one. friends. Yeah. yeah, it's like wait, wait, what? Uh, but, but then you know, as we know from um Desperado and uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, couple of Trejos lying around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knife Trejo, other Trejo. Yeah, but I guess Cheech Marin is playing the same character. Maybe, uh, maybe. So it's basically, it's it's it is an evil that is a very good description. It's like kind of a sequel, kind of, but it's also in a weird way. Um, I I very much blame Tarantino for this. He must have whispered it at some point to Rodriguez. And, oh yeah, maybe you're right. He said this in previous interviews and things. Rodriguez is always like, yeah, I didn't know. I mean, it sounds great now, but I didn't have the idea at the time. I was just doing whatever. But the idea that it's um. Maybe it's like the Dollar Trilogy. Mm. Like, is it? So hence we get like Once Upon a Time in Mexico and I saw it and I thought, no, you've made it too big, too grandiose. It's now the military and uh, a coup and politics and, uh, and the police. And I'm like, usually I'd love this shit. And, and a dual protagonist thing. And also the fact that it is, again, that mirroring is there again. And the mirroring between Desperado and El Mariachi makes sense because one's a really, really lo-fi budget film that no one's going to have seen. And there's my chance to do a sort of independent film. Mm. Whereas... People had seen Desperado. That's what got mm. his career really yeah. started. And now he was he was about to do, you know, Sin City and stuff. Um, he just done Spy Kids. He's got a career. People know he's on the right trajectory, yeah. as it were. You don't need to do the whole, oh no, my wife is dead. My, my girlfriend's yeah. dead. It's the same fucking story again and again and again. Uh, I'm putting Depp in there. Yeah. So I did not care for it. And I went back and watched it, rewatched it recently. Thinking, maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe I'm being like, oh, maybe my, my memories of the other have been coloured quite well. Mm. And I would say El Mariachi is a, actually a really underrated independent film. It's actually surprisingly entertaining for what it is mm. on a budget of nothing. Very, very impressive independent filmmaking. Uh, I, I mean, like, lo-fi guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah. Um, Desperado is still a lot of 90s fun. For, what they, for the kind of money they were on, yeah, great stuff. And Once Upon a Time Mexico is bloated and stupid. Tim? Yeah, uh, quite similar. I saw Desperado at some point, possibly on TV, possibly rented uh, VHS or DVD um, yep. prior to seeing Once Upon a Time in Mexico, probably a couple, at least a couple of years prior to it. So it would have been late 90s, early 2000s exactly, as well. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, because I think because it was the talk. It was, yeah. People were talking about it because there were so many 90s films around that time. Like, oh, you have to see Pop Fiction. Mm. You have to see this. You have to see Desperado. That yeah. kind of, yeah. Um, saw it, enjoyed it, thought it was great. Uh, then saw Once Upon a Time in Mexico on DVD. I did not go to the cinema to watch it. We talk a lot about, you know, your various kind of understanding of how film works kind of coming online and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and I, I think at that time, uh, I saw it and I was like, what, what is, I don't understand what, what is, maybe I'm missing something. (laughs) Uh, and I, and I watched it and I was like, I don't, I didn't enjoy that, but I feel like I'm. I feel like I missed something. Maybe. Hmm. Okay. And then... Is it the question of like, has the film changed or have I changed? Yes. Yeah. And then didn't go back to it. Saw El Mariachi earlier this week. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, I kind of maybe prefer it to Desperado. I get that. Um, and, and for the budget that it's shot on, it's kind of incredible. Uh, and then I rewatched Desperado which is still good. Uh, and I rewatched Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And I was like, oh no, okay, I understand this now. It's just not good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can kind of see what it's going for, but it's making all the wrong decisions. Um, yeah. And 
And I, I, I also completely get, because the as we will get into when we get to the synopsis, which we will do pretty quickly because a lot happens in these films. Oh, they yeah. are jammed with stuff. Um, it is so scattershot and the plot has so much going on, so much of which is unnecessary. Um, it doesn't surprise me that Tim in, when he was, what, 2004, I would have been 18. Yeah. You know, watching that and going, uh, uh, mm, I don't know, I liked some of the fights and stuff. I feel like I miss... It's one of those films where it almost feels like you can you can sit there and watch the whole thing and you feel like maybe you drifted off at some point and missed <laughs> something crucial in it because yep. you're just like, wait, hang on, what's going on now? Why is he getting surgery? <laughs> what? Okay. Um, oh, hell. Yeah. And But equally, it's so overstuffed. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not a good film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really disappointing. Uh, we chatted a little in the uh in the outtakes about Robert Rodriguez's career. Yes, we did, yeah. Uh, and the interesting path that it's taken. Um, as someone who came up from doing this just kind of shoestring filmmaking of a really impressive kind, um, that got him noticed, and his kind of insistence on keeping that way. Uh, you know, and obviously we've talked about him before because we've talked about the Spy Kids trilogy. Um, and just the kind of, the fact that he, there is something admirable about the fact that he has insisted on remaining broadly independent and doing all this stuff himself, you know, shooting it himself, writing it himself, editing himself, doing the soundtrack occasionally yeah. himself. You know, he is someone who has a real understanding of special effects because he's so on the scene when he's making everything and you know mm-hmm. um but equally because of that it does feel a little bit like he's got his own little clique of people that he works with yes and no one's willing to go hey uh maybe the script that. needs another pass yeah that's um, a very astute point too and i think you know looking at his best films are the ones where they were collaborations or written by other people that's very true um and i think he's probably someone who he is a very skilled director but maybe not so much with the writing makes sense he's with the uh, good friends of the cameron yeah yep. oh <laughs> tarantino <laughs> uh, tarantino writing's okay but not yeah. good uh it's gotten bad oh he's got but then so has cameron and so has fucking rodriguez agreed yep. jack Hey, what's your experience with these films? I watched them all on DVD. <laughs> I would <laughs> have been one day. I would have been one, four, and twelve when these films came out. Too too young to watch them in the cinemas. Um, but I remember really liking El Mariachi and Desperado when I was younger. Uh, and kind of similar to you, Tim, like thinking I enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Mexico but I didn't really understand what was going on it's a fucking mess of a movie and I was like oh yeah this is fine whatever not really again we talk about this a lot like not having my critical thinking brain switched on to films and stuff I think it was around the time Sin City had come out and I absolutely loved Sin City as a teenager I was reading the comics it was a big thing you know comics turning into films and that was that era like post X-Men pre 
MCU, like, oh, it's a comic mm-hmm. book movie that's not superheroes, but it's all visually interesting. Who's this Robert Rodriguez guy? Oh, my <laughs> God. Teenage Jack went down the Robert Rodriguez rabbit hole, and I think I bought, or my dad perhaps already owned, El Mariachi and Desperado in, like a, like you said, Matt, like a double pack or whatever. They, yes. However they ended up yes. releasing it um, in the early 2000s in the, in the DVD format. And then I think we either watched Once Upon a Time Mexico on TV, whatever. Watched them all in a fairly close proximity, mm-hmm. and I think I enjoyed all three of them. Um, I remember enjoying Desperado. Desperado was still my favourite of the three. I really, really like El Mariachi. I think it is, as you said, Tim, like a fucking miracle that it cost as little as it did. It is shot as well as it is yeah. and looks and performs as well as it does, basically. It's a fascinating... I think it's one of those brilliant examples of independent cinema working really well. And, you know, like you said, you said about like, it's essentially Rodriguez's film school all in one... Yeah. Like his fucking dissertation at the end of the day, essentially. And if you are looking into getting into independent filmmaking and understand like the path that some of the bigger directors have carved, I know Kevin Smith always talks about watching Slacker by Linklater and being like, well, that's a fucking movie. Somebody made that. I can <laughs> I can do Clerks. And yeah. there is Kevin Smith's entire career. Mm. I know people have said that about Clerks as well. Like, mm. oh shit, you could make a film like that. I think a lot of people have that similar kind of reaction to El Mariachi and it's inspired so many filmmakers. I just thought they were quite cool and never really thought about it and was like, oh, Robert Rodriguez is great. That's fine. It's also worth remembering that, like, this is the pre-digital age. Yes. And making something that could be shown in a cinema as a film as opposed to something that was filmed on, like, VHS or yeah. mini-DV or, or, or any of those kind of equivalents had so much more cost involved in it. And yeah. it wasn't a case where you could do you know, uh, film something on your iPhone and have it be of a quality that you can yes. actually yeah. send it off and show in a cinema kind of thing. Speaking of Super Happy Kill Time, yeah. Film, yeah. filmed primarily on your phone, right? That's man. true. That's so, true, because yeah. it's, it's very limiting, but it's still yeah. a 4K camera. Yeah, and, um, it's really interesting you bring up the format there, Tim, because I know a big thing about the transition to Once Upon a Time in Mexico from Rodriguez's point of view, he he swapped to digital, essentially. Yes. He was a and, very early adopter. And you can fucking tell. Inspired by... George Lucas. George Lucas and yeah. the yeah. prequels. Yeah. Uh oh. Off which, to a bad start. <laughs> which makes sense as someone who wants to shoot stuff quick and dirty. Yeah. You know, and, and 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 in your own hands. It was like yeah. at the time I think it was like twenty five times cheaper per hour. He said or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Him, George and, Lucas and him had a conversation, and he couldn't believe how cheap and easy it was to shoot digitally. Mm. Even back then, when digital stuff was so much more expensive. Yeah. yeah. Like we're talking about. We have fucking 8K cameras in our pockets now that can basically shoot mm. cinema quality stuff given the right lighting yeah, and the right setup yeah. and all that kind of thing. And Rodriguez is the kind of guy who, so for context, this came out in 2003. 2001 to 2003, he was also putting out a Spy Kids movie every year. Yep. So, Which had... we also covered on the show. We yes. just already discussed yeah. Spy Kids 3D. What a fucking, he what is... a weird career this dude has. He is someone who likes to work fast and who likes to or at least at the, at the time he did he's he's become less uh prolific I think as time has gone on the energy's left him yes it's it's he's, a young man's game yeah he's sinking back into that leather sofa of like i'm just going to yeah think about doing one Sometimes film three Sometimes my years. knees hurt yeah <laughs> um but yeah at the time he was just like a machine when it Absolutely. came to putting stuff out and, and digital obviously helps with that because and the quality was still really high yeah so as you say it's, it's the idea that Absolutely, digital will will 
age all on that journey, but because he was already pumping things out quickly and efficiently and doing a really good job of it, and people would want to work with him because of this, oh, I get a chance to do something really radical and something mm. ridiculous, but he's also pioneering technology, you earn a name for yourself very quickly. Mm. Yeah. We're getting some synopses. Let's crack because, into it because there's a lot to cover. Yeah, there's going to be a lot to talk about. I don't envy you, Tim, having to synopsize these films. And uh, yeah, as we often do, we will give you a rundown of the general plot and happenings and stuff, but also give our opinions along the way. There'll be yeah. plenty of sighing and swearing and all that kind yeah. of stuff. One good thing about these films, they're all relatively short. They're all, they all come 90-ish in at minutes, about yeah. 90-ish yeah. to yeah. an yeah. hour and 10. Uh, but he packs a lot of stuff in there. Really does. Uh, uh, just to go into the before anything else, just a little anecdotal thing. We I think we discussed it before we start recording, but the, the nature of how Rodriguez makes these movies uh, and the seat of his pants thing. I think he printed off like um, business cards that said filmmaker or something, and he'd hand them out. Mm. And it's like, and now you have to believe me because who would have a <laughs> film, who would have a business yeah. card for somebody who doesn't filmmaker? Um, he, he, I believe, he wrote a book after making El Mariachi, and he, it's and it's a very did, yeah. I, I feel like I've read snippets of it, and it's a very interesting one. Yeah, he also made it a TV series. One. I can't remember what it's called, but, but yeah. yeah. But uh, one big thing is that he... Uh, and all of his DVDs have like a little film school they thing do. in it. They yeah. do. In, in, in the Sin City one, he teaches you how to make breakfast burritos while you're editing. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, just very quickly. So the first film, filmed in Mexico, uh, in Spanish, mm. which he does not speak. Yes. And I'm I mean, see. fascinated by that because mm. he's like directing these people and going, let them do a take and go, yep, yeah, uh, yeah. they got the lines right, I guess. Yeah. Let's move on. Also, the main villain in the first film did not speak Spanish, the actor. Yeah. Correct. It, just fucking crazy stuff. Anyway, so, yeah. sorry, Tim, crack on. Okay. So El Mariachi, 1992. In a small Mexican town, a criminal named Azul operates out of a jail. His former associate, Moko, who had Azul arrested and owes him money, sends men to kill Azul, but they are slaughtered by Azul's guards. Azul breaks out of the prison and sets off to take his revenge using a guitar case filled with weapons. Hell yeah. That's a if common you, theme, ladies if you, and gentlemen. If you are familiar with Desperado, but perhaps have not seen it, you may assume, ah, this guy must be the hero. No. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Meanwhile, a young musician arrives in town, hoping to find work as a singer in a bar. Uh-huh. There we go. Azul kills a number of Moko's men in town and then lays low. Moko sends hitmen to try and take revenge, but working off the description of a man in black carrying a guitar case, they mistake the musician for Moko and start to pursue him. Sorry, for Azul. Uh, and, and start to pursue him. He tricks two into killing each other, beats one with his guitar case, and then shoots the last one before seeking refuge in a bar he visited earlier. The owner, a woman named Domino, allows him to hide out in her apartment. Uh, Domino, who also has connections to Moko, finds out that the gang are looking for someone with a guitar case full of weapons, uh, who has killed ten men. That's adding together the men that Azul has killed and the men that the guitar player has Mm -hmm. just killed. Uh, She confronts the musician, and they both realise that Moko's gang have mistaken him for someone else. Later that evening, the musician plays a song in Domino's bar, and she allows him to sleep in her room. The next day, Azul visits Domino's bar, looking for information on Moko. He accidentally takes the musician's guitar case uh, when he leaves. Azul is then confronted by some of Moko's men, but claims to be a mariachi, and when they check his case, and it only contains a guitar, they allow him to leave. 
At the same time, the musician realizes he has the wrong case because this this one's full of weapons. Uh, and panicking, he runs out into the street with it, bumping into Moko's men. Moko's men pursue the musician, and he kills several using the weapons in the case before returning to Domino's bar. Domino reveals to the musician that Moko is infatuated with her and gifted her the bar and a motorcycle, amongst other things, jewellery and various other stuff. Later, the musician, who has been having ominous dreams when he rests, uh, he uh, dreams about Domino being covered in blood. The musician goes to buy a new guitar with money from Domino, uh, but is recognised by Moko's head goon and captured. He's taken to Moko's compound, but is obviously the wrong man, so Moko's goons dump him back in town. Meanwhile, Azul finds out that the musician has been captured and visits Domino's bar again, looking to get his guitar case back, the one that's full of weapons. He tells her that the musician will be killed unless he can get to Moko, so she agrees to guide him to Moko's compound. There, he takes her hostage to gain entry. As Moko and Azul square off, Domino asks Moko to free the musician, and in a jealous rage, he shoots both her and Azul. Big gasp from Jack. Yeah. <laughs> the musician, having borrowed Domino's motorcycle, arrives to find her dead. Moko shoots the musician's left hand, ruining his ability to play guitar, but the musician grabs Azul's gun, killing Moko. Moko's men, seeing their cruel leader dead, walk off without a word. <laughs> now armed with Azul's case full of weapons and taking Domino's pit bull, motorcycle and letter opener as mementos, El Mariachi rides off into the sunset. You get that scene where the, the girl is shot and he looks up very upset and yes. wanting revenge. That will come back later. Oh, that's, <laughs> Im that's important. Yep. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> By important, I mean... See it again. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I I had no idea going into watching this that the first one he's not a badass. No. He's just he's kind he's just a guy out of his you depth. You wouldn't know that from Desperado. No. Because he's, he's fucking Ethan <laughs> Hunt, James Bond, motherfucker. Yeah. Practice. <laughs> exactly. Um. But yeah, it's it's mistaken identity and a woman in town who's willing to help him out. Yep. And uh, a drug dealer who has a a bunch of goons and a compound somewhere that takes a little while to get to these are themes we will revisit oh yeah yep it's an interesting thing i think you're right tim because i don't think a lot of people appreciate the the twist and the turn there and mm. the if you go i think as many people did from desperado back to el mariachi mm -hmm. you assume as you said he's been a badass this whole time yeah he's antonio fucking banderas he's zorro <laughs> he's a badass yeah <laughs> Nope, he's a legit mariachi musician who gets caught up, and it's the classic. Oh, we got the wrong briefcases. It's but a bit it's of a Jackie Chan situation, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't want any trouble. Uh, I'm just this guy doing this yeah. one job, and like, mm. oh no, oh, some bad things yeah. happened. Yeah, where he is full on, as we'll get to in a sec with Desperado, full on action hero badass from now on, pretty much. Yeah, which is interesting considering, and not to get too far ahead of ourselves. The opening scene of Desperado. Mm. Mm. Some would say the best film, best scene in that film. Um, because I guess you're expecting a rug pull. We'll get to it in a second. Um, like, oh, well, that can't be right. If you're going from El Mariachi to Desperado. Mm. And then it kind of works out that way anyway. You're, oh, well, that's not really the same thing, but uh, let's get into it. Yeah. Desperado, 1995. So three years later, several 
hundreds of thousands of dollars more in terms of budget. At a bar in Mexico, a man named Buscemi, played by Steve Buscemi, tells the story of... It, <laughs> there's, there's a theme here where characters are not named and they're just given names that are like, yeah, it's Steve Buscemi, it's Steve Buscemi, so, Buscemi, like, yep, that's the thing. He's credited as that in the credits. And like, as we'll get to in a second, Cheech Marin's bartender is just like short bartender yeah. and shit like this. It's like, mm. okay, cool, I guess. There's also a thing of nobody says what their fucking name is in these films. Correct. Yes. Um, until, mm. until... Apart from Carolina. People say, oh, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Until very near the end, I don't think you... Like, it's like in the final quarter of the film that I think you actually find out Johnny Depp's name. Yeah, because uh, fucker says it. Yeah. He says, he yeah. says it. But I feel like for the most of the film, he's just CIA guy. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. 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 Let's stick with the good stuff. First. Yeah. The sexy stuff. So, yes, Steve Buscemi tells the story of witnessing a massacre at another bar in a different town carried out by a man with a guitar case full of guns. The bartender and the other patrons are un- uninterested until Buscemi mentions the name Buco. Bucho. It's like, bitch, bitch, book up. And everyone goes, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Buscemi finishes his tale, then reports to El Mariachi, waking him from a dream about his encounter with Moco, except it's been refilmed, and so yeah. it's Antonio Banderas yeah. in that part rather than. Oh, he's got the long hair above his face. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Antonio Banderas. God, he's good looking. The tale of El Mariachi reaches Buco, uh, a drug kingpin who was Moco's boss. He is already dealing with a rival Colombian gang who have also had their operations hurt by El Mariachi's rampage. At the bar, a talkative dealer, played by uh, Quentin Tarantino, yep. mm-hmm. goes to make a pickup from Tavo. Again, again, Tarantino's character is like talkative bar guy or something like yes. that. Like chatterbox guy or something. Yeah. Fuck off. Foot freak. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, there's some real, like, you can tell it's even if it wasn't Quentin Tarantino saying these lines, you can tell that fucking Reservoir Dogs has come out. Uh, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they described Quentin Tarantino's acting as he's saying all of the lines exactly how he's written the lines. Yeah, and I don't mean that as a compliment. <laughs> you can tell, like Quentin Tarantino in real life talks like he's reading Quentin Tarantino dialogue, yeah. and he's a terrible fucking actor. So all of his lines are like. Hey man, I've got like there's like a joke, right? And uh, so this guy, right? He does this thing, and he's fucking whatever, you know. And there's this girl. It's like, can you can you not be Quentin Tarantino for like eight seconds? <laughs> can you just do some I fucking could be acting? Australian. <laughs> Maybe don't do that. Either. Or say the n word fifteen times yeah. in like my own compl- script. Sounds like a compromise. Let's fucking think about acting. Like, no, fuck off. Good. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yes, he goes to make a pickup from Tavo, who is uh, Buko's lieutenant, who operates from a hidden back room, uh, hidden in a disgusting toilet. That toilet is nah. It's it's gross. Outside, El Mariachi meets a child who gives their father, uh, who claims their father is a guitarist. El Mariachi gives the boy a brief guitar lesson before entering the bar, where he says, "Play better, you piece of shit." <laughs> <laughs> no, he says. Practice. Which is a reference <laughs> also to the film, but to Matt's little buzzer for the quiz and the outtake. It was my yes. buzzer sound, yeah. Go and listen to the outtake, Practice. folks, if you're Every on Patreon. And you'll be able to finger a lady. That's pretty much. That's the implication. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Bingo every day, you'll be great. I was like, thank you. <sighs> Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> He's not even in character. That's just yeah. old Uncle Tony Flags. <laughs> that's what Banderas means in Spanish. Yeah. It's old Tony Flags just giving a kid some advice. It's not even yeah. like scales or some shit. It's like the woman. Yeah, he literally is just the right hand. Like, from and away. Don't worry about the left hand. Just. Not that these films particularly care about continuity, but like. It's funny because the whole point of the conclusion of the first film is that he shouldn't be able to play guitar. He's shot his left hand. hand. Yeah. Yeah. He's got shot in the hand, and the, and he and they that definitely happened because we see the flashback and later, like, Salma Hayek's character like points at the scar yep. and he's like, "Oh, what happened there?" And he's like, mm. "I don't worry about it." But ling, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> ling. better than ever somehow. Is he yeah. goes to uh, uh, um, a medical frigate in Empire Strikes Back. Ah, yeah. gets a new hand installed. Yeah. Goes in one of those big tubs of gunk. Yep. Big back to tank and practices. Yeah, back to yep. tank, Tim. Jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry for not immediately being able to recall the name of a back to tank. <laughs> Tim. You should be. <laughs> Do care. Um, I, I can't remember what I was listening to the other day, but they were talking about how that's such a trope in like sci-fi stuff now. Of like, oh yeah, if someone's injured, you put them in that big tank, you know, yep. and it's like, did that come from Star Wars? Because it's such a bad idea. I feel like it's George Lucas stealing it from something else. Probably almost. Yeah. Let's, almost yeah, let's assume that's But thing. it's like, yeah. We see it a should, lot. Well, as soon as something goes wrong, you've got to fish the person out of the tank. Yeah, like, things always extra... go wrong. There's always like the, oh my God, the heart rate's spiking. Yeah. Oh my God, what do we do? And, it's, oh, and the, the glass explodes and it's yeah. Mewtwo and Pokemon or <laughs> one of the Saiyans and Dragon Ball yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sonic, I think, oh. has one in the film. <laughs> I can't sure. Remember. No, I haven't seen that film. What am I yeah. thinking of? Detective Pikachu, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. Anyway, that's back point. to El Mariachi. <laughs> El Mariachi del Muto. Yep. <laughs> so he's in the back to tank. So he's in the back to tank, <laughs> playing the guitar. Gives the boy a brief guitar lesson before entering the bar. Mm-hmm. There is a brief standoff that erupts into a gunfight, and El Mariachi kills everyone except Tavo and departs. This is what I was saying earlier, whereby if it is the previous character, like. You describe it, and uh, you know, in in Buscemi's words, the biggest fucking Mexican you've ever seen. Yeah, and the lights dim, and it's this beautiful storytelling. Mm, yeah. uh, and then it's meant to be like, but it isn't. It's the Jackie Chan situation. It's like, what actually comes in is like a short dude. Mm. Uh, but what comes in is Antonio fucking Banderas having just been fingering in an alleyway, <laughs> and he just goes, "I just want to know about a man and then butcher." And everyone goes, "Guns come out!" And he just dispatches them all. Like, yeah. yeah. Flicks guns out of his sleeves and yeah. murders everyone in sight. Clack, clack, clack. And it's like, it's cool. The coolest shit in the world. The thing you Makes described no was sense cool. The thing I saw was also cool. Yeah. yeah. I, mm. it's, it's, it's meant to be like a comedic sort of pay up, set up, reward, except it doesn't go that way. It goes yeah. a different way and it's still very enjoyable. But it's like, I don't think you know how this works. Yeah. Which they kind game. of draw attention to in the third film. Precisely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tavo pursues him. And El Mariachi's injured when he shields a passing woman from Tavo's gunshots. Uh, El Mariachi kills Tavo before passing out, and the woman, named Carolina, takes him to her nearby bookstore. Uh, this is Salma Hayek. It's basically her a film breakout role. Her, yeah. her film debut. Yeah. She had been in some like telenovelas and some yes. Mexican TV series and stuff, um, but this is pretty much her breakout role. She has a great introduction of she's just crossing the street. And then two guy, two cars crash into each other because the guys can't stop staring at her. Yep, which yeah. is a, a great introduction. Yep, yeah. Sam Hayek's always been incredibly good as an actor, but also is a stunning individual. Yeah, yes. and always has been. And 
yeah has I, been cast accordingly. I, I feel like a lot of people had their sexual and often bisexual awakening with the mummy with Rachel Weiss and Brendan Fraser. Sure. Mm. These two is yeah. the Hispanic <laughs> equivalent of that. Yeah. Sure. Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek have there been two sexier people than these two in Desperado? To, Good lord. To, to ruin, to, to utterly shatter the illusion of this storytelling narrative and what Tim has got planned. The fuck. Um, but and the Selma point... Hayek had a terrible time in that scene. Apparently. Yes, because yeah. everybody on set who may or may not even worked on the film happened to be there in the room at the time. Like, yeah. we won't have a good look, but do carry on. Uh, yeah. mm. hey. Thanks, Rodriguez. Yeah. So anyway. uh, she takes him back to her bookstore. Arriving at the bar, Buko uh, gives his remaining men orders to kill the man dressed in black. That won't result in any confusion later on. <laughs> at her bookstore, Carolina tends to El Mariachi's wounds and finding his guitar case deduces his identity. After he regains consciousness, he asks for her help in locating Buko, then goes to church to meet with Buscemi. Buscemi asks him to abandon his quest for revenge, but outside the church, the pair are ambushed by a hitman armed with throwing knives. Hey, look, it's Danny Trejo. It's Danny Trejo, baby. Uh, hey, Trejo. Who Playing kills Buscemi. Navajas, I believe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've never said out loud. No. Uh, he kills Buscemi and severely wounds El Mariachi. Buko's men arrive and mistake the hitman for El Mariachi. Uh, they attempt to kill him, suffering several casualties before they manage to take him out. Taking the body back to Buko, they realise that they have accidentally killed a hitman hit that the Colombians sent to take out El Mariachi. You sent a guy in all black with a moustache yeah. <laughs> and throwing throwing knives. And they're like, literally be like, throwing knives. Yeah. A leather waistcoat? Yeah. Leather waistcoat. Big tattoo on his chest. Big tattoo on his chest. Of a woman. Okay. Of a woman. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I, we'll keep is, an eye out. Yeah, 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 yeah There's yeah, a yeah. lot of really solid levity every yeah. now and again. Yeah. One was, one, There's some really genuinely one funny like, moments. Is, um... Uh, it's very simple. If you see someone you don't know, you're like, who the fuck is that? I've never seen him before in my life. And you shoot him. And like, wait for them to leave and go do the mission. And it's like, oh, there's some guys. I've never seen them before in my life. <laughs> who the fuck are they? And starts shooting at It's like, yes, yes. <laughs> um, meanwhile, the injured El Mariachi bumps into the boy from earlier and discovers that his father uses his guitars to mule Buco's drugs. The boy tells him that most people in town are working for Buco in some capacity. He gets very upset and smashes the guitar up. Better practice more. Uh, El Marachi returns to Carolina's bookstore, and she admits that Buko financed her business as a front for his drug dealing, which doesn't really make that much nope. sense, but it's fine. Everything, this entire town is basically owned by the cartel, and they just, everything is a front for drugs? Yes, everything's got drugs hidden yep. in it. Yeah. But the money was in the banana stand, etc. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, about to find out. <laughs> Buko unexpectedly arrives and Carolina hides El Mariachi, lying to Buko about his presence. After Buko leaves, Carolina tends to El Mariachi's wounds again, uh, and that evening she gives him a new guitar, and then they have sex. The aforementioned, yep. apparently incredibly uncomfortable scene for Thelma Hayek. Yeah. So her first ever sex scene, and she was literally crying by the end of it. Terrible working conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very unpleasant to watch. Knowing that, it makes it a pretty uncomfortable watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. But God, they're both very good looking. <laughs> Too delicious. <laughs> they are delicious. They're, if there is a couple in, in a sequel as this film, we can describe as too delicious. Yeah. Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek. Not the minions? <laughs> no. 
They're the opposite of delicious. Too acrid. <laughs> Meanwhile, Buko realises that Carolina lied to him. In the morning, Buko's men arrive and set the bookstore on fire. Oh no. Uh, El Mariachi and Carolina flee, uh, fighting their way out and onto a neighbouring uh, rooftop. Buko arrives and El Mariachi has a clear shot at him, but chooses not to fire. <gasps> mm. Why not? Tim? What could be going on? Guess we'll find out. Instead, he and Carolina hide out in a hotel room. Realising that Buko will hunt both him and Carolina relentlessly, El Mariachi contacts his friends, Camper and Kino. The trio meet up on the edge of town and engage in a massive gun battle with Buko's henchmen. Most of the goons are killed, but Camper and Kino die, and the guitar-playing boy is wounded in the crossfire. El Mariachi and Carolina rush him to a hospital and then travel to Buko's compound. There, we learn that Buko is actually Cesar, El Mariachi's older brother. Neither were aware of the other's identity until El Mariachi spotted Buko from the rooftop. That is a really great moment where Mariachi walks in and he's just like, he calls him like little one or little mm. hand or something. Like, Manito, mm. what are you doing here? Mm. Wait a minute. No, <laughs> you're him. You've been killing all my fucking men. <laughs> so good. Uh, Buko tries to make peace by offering to let El Mariachi go as long as he allows Buko to kill Carolina as revenge for all the men that El Mariachi has killed. Instead, El Mariachi kills his brother and then shoots his remaining henchmen. Guns in the sleeves again. Yep. Again. They fall for it every time. They're cool, but I, we get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. El Mariachi and Carolina visit the wounded boy in hospital, then El Mariachi leaves town. Carolina catches up with him in her car, and the two drive off together. They have a fun bit of business where they dump the guitar case full of weapons out yeah. of the car and then drive go off and it. then reverse back yeah. and go like actually we might need these mm-hmm. yeah yeah so then we get to once upon a time in mexico so those two were pretty in-depth like pretty plot but hev- still plot linear heavy, like still yeah. straightforward and made sense Prepare yeah for this synopsis to but- contain more information than both of those two put <laughs> together because there's like three different films and as we go through I will explain, because I read interviews with Rodriguez talking about the process of this film. Mm. It's a fucking mess. A lot you of can... script points that say, there's a thing that happens here, it'll be cool. Yeah. Yes. You'll also, you'll yep. also notice... He wrote that it like our pitches. El, yep. El Mariachi was very clearly the protagonist in those films. Yes. Less so with this Not one. Not anymore. We need a white guy. <laughs> Fuck off. In... Anyway. So here we go. Once Upon a Time in Mexico, 2003. CIA officer Sheldon Sands meets... Oh! <laughs> yep. Johnny fucking Depp. Yep. Same year as Pirates of the Caribbean. That is mental. And there's one point... Mm-hmm. He is this... unbearable in this movie, in my opinion. Granted, I dislike Johnny Depp before I dislike Johnny Depp before it was cool yeah. and before he was revealed as an asshole. But still, he is unbearable in this movie. And then, as you said, in the same calendar year, makes the career-defining performance yeah. of his entire life. There's a moment in this film where he says, savvy. Yes, he and does. And it gave, it gave me douche chills. <laughs> <laughs> Douche chills. (laughs) Kind of love that. (laughs) 
We um, had subtitles for these episodes. That's so it would visceral. Be season eleven, episode six, douche chill. It, con- it conjures a shiver and a feeling in a place I don't have. Yeah, <laughs> a prostate. <laughs> anyway, <Hot. laughs> CIA officer Sheldon Sands <sighs> meets with an eye patch wearing contact named Bellini. In Mexico. The bartender, the bar- maybe. Cheech yeah. Marin. Cheech Marin plays yeah. the same character. Yeah. yeah, who does die in Desperado, but... It... Well, he's shot in the eye, he's and he has an eye patch Yeah, now. so... So everything's fine. Yeah. These these films very quickly don't get... Yeah. The, the more the trilogy progresses, the further it gets away from reality. El Mariachi, reasonably grounded. Mostly Desperado, grounded. pretty crazy and wacky. Yeah. As about to get into a Once Upon a Time in Mexico. They should may as well be in fucking space for half of this movie. It's, <laughs> it, it's Fast and Furious 1 compared to Fast 9. It's it goes mad, full cartoon. Mad, mad bollocks. Yeah. Uh, so yes, he meets with Bellini and learns about El Mariachi. Since the events of the last film, El Mariachi and Carolina uh, confronted General Marquez, who also loved Carolina or was maybe married to her or something, sure. despite the fact that she was meant to be with uh, uh, Buco or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um... They shot him in the heart, but didn't kill him. Uh, later, Marquez took, at the moment, unspecified revenge on El Mariachi. <laughs> I, hate it. I hate it already! <sighs> After hearing the story, Sands pays Bellini, and once he is left, removes his fake arm, which he uh, is allow- has allowed him to keep a pistol trained on Bellini during their meal. You absolutely know this was some Johnny Depp oh, bullshit. So, fake fucking arm is so annoying. If it was just one thing... I wouldn't mind it. It keeps coming back. He has a bunch of quirks, and they are so Johnny Depp quirks. <laughs> and I'll talk about the production of this movie. I'll briefly yeah. pause us here, because Johnny Depp had a lot of creative control about CIA, yeah. the, the previously unnamed wear, CIA agent. I want to wear terrible T-shirts, yep. and I want to be into Broadway. Yeah, yeah. You, re- wanna, you read the yeah. same. Yep, yep, yep. I see him as a guy who wears Hawaiian shirts and is really onto broad, really into Broadway on his off days. and. Also has a fake arm. He also named the character. Yes. Not that it matters. Yeah. But yeah. Rob Rodriguez was like, do whatever you want, Johnny. But he should have said, no. And I hate every second of it. Yeah. Oh, I want to wear wacky, like, he wears deliberately terrible disguises. I tried to to explain that to Emma. And she was like, what do you mean? And I showed her screenshots. She was like, is it funny? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. He, I think Johnny Depp thinks it's funny. It See, feels like he's wandered in off of fucking Master of Disguise starring Dana oh, Carvey. Oh, or oh, yoga hoses. <laughs> Here's the thing. Johnny Depp has been... This is the minor aside here. Every film he set foot on, he has pushed for this stuff. Yes. And every he film... He does all the wacky bullshit. Yeah, through the 20th century, most people said, no, dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he Obviously... Yes, for Edward Scissorhands, that's part of the role. <laughs> yeah, but with especially with them. But also the director and the writer had a vision for the character, and while you bring that to life, mm-hmm. you are not a collaborator on that level. Very much so. And so, for example, one of the key examples, and this is where the turning point of his career in star power, nineteen ninety nine, he's in Sleepy Hollow, and says, "I see Ichabod Crane as being this buck toothed, really big nosed, slightly bug eyed guy." Really, show, and 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 uh, Tim Burton said, "Listen, motherfucker." <laughs> You're a heartthrob. We can't be able to want to fuck you. Yeah. That's what you do. You're maybe a sad little boy. Okay. Sad boy. Sad yeah. goth boy. Yeah. Be that. You get, to, you get to have a fun contraption on your head at one point. Yeah. Uh, Lean into it. To, yeah. You get to be all gothy. Yeah. You like that. Go, oh, when blood squirts in your face. Yeah. 
but just just don't do this. Then two or three years later, I'm a pirate with all these things. I got a cuttlefish in my head. Oh, I'm, I'm Keith Richards. And also, <laughs> he, be- he became a- the biggest star in the world. Yeah. and suddenly had every film had all to have a thing. The power. Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost beyond that point. You rarely see Johnny Depp. I mean, like, like Secret Window, for example. Bullshit. He has braces by the end of it, but there's some wacky bullshit. But some disguise, some sort of level of yeah. like I have to look like a certain thing. Like, oh, yeah, I want- sure. Willy Wonka should be mm. like Michael Jackson. Nope. I hate that that sentence is correct, Tim. <laughs> I hate everything about that sentence. And I hate everything about CIA agent Shan. Yeah. Sans. He's a yeah. fucking So yes, character. takes off his fake arm. How fun. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, drug lord Armando Barrio, played by noted Latino actor <laughs> Willem Dafoe. And here we are again. I So, obviously, hello, me, doing the pitch, doing all the research and stuff. I double triple checked all sources about Willem Dafoe's heritage. <laughs> as far as I know, not a drop of Hispanic blood in that. I mean, man. he's like yeah. he's like American French, and he's, he's like French, German, Danish. Yeah, white, white, and whitey McWhite, white. North yeah. Europe, like your like yours truly. Yeah. He is white as the driven snow. Yeah, are we comfortable seeing Jack in uh, brown very... face? Yeah, I'm not. No. Yeah, so and he absolutely done it. He absolutely is in brown face in this. He's, yeah, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. He's doing an accent and is in full brown face with a moustache. Mm. Yeah. He is a Mexican racist stereotype. Mm. No doubt about it. I don't know who thought this was a good idea. Robert, Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> and who, like, signed off on this? I can imagine the conversation went with, with Willem Dafoe going, I, I don't know. I'm something of a Mexican myself. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Just translates to I'm something of a Mexican myself and saying, I'm not sure about this. And, you know, Rodriguez saying, don't worry. Everybody on the cast will give you a thumbs up. Yes. And because we do that and everyone of Hispanic and Latino descent will say it's fine. Therefore, it's fine. He goes, okay. Uh, uh, Spider-Man! My, my surname's Rodriguez. Everything's fine. You're like, yeah. Mm, I don't think that's how that works. Yeah. And he just then, and of course, says, I'll go off and do my research and just fucking face plants into it. It being brown makeup. <laughs> yep. Anyway. So, Armando Barrio and his reluctant lieutenant, Billy Chambers, uh, meet with a man. No relation. No. Played by Mickey Rourke. Yep. Also Billy no Chambers, Rourke, not being Mexican. Yeah, just, just being Mickey American. Rock. He's just an American dude called Chambers. Yeah. yeah. Just like the rest of us. Could could done with anybody. They'd be yeah. fine. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. This was Willem Dafoe could play this character. Again, this is pre Sin City Mickey Rourke. Like he's still beaten up. He's still, Yes. Mm. This is pre comeback essentially pre comeback because you've got yeah. the wrestler and Sin City like in the next five years mm. or so. Yes. This is part of him returning. Yeah, this yeah. is But uh, he's not the nineties heartthrob. No. No. Mickey this is post boxing, he's had his face reconstructed. Yeah. Yeah. But before the comeback, Robert, Robert Rodriguez was like, "Hey, man, do you want to come be in this film? Like, do you want to hold part- a chihuahua for a be- bit?" <laughs> yeah, it was like <laughs> Mickey Rourke was like, <laughs> "Can I hold an animal for a while?" And, and do, Robert Rodriguez was and like, do "Yes, literally nothing <laughs> in this movie." You get to he garrot around, someone. He's supposed to be Barrio's like bodyguard guy, but he explicitly says, "Gotta pay me more to maybe not stand around and do nothing." Well, he's just... And then he just stands around and does nothing for 19 yeah. minutes. Like, he, yeah. It, yeah, we'll carry on with him as, as the film develops. Do we, uh, have to, do we have to? So they meet with a man who will serve as Burrio's body double in a very... A dude who looks surprisingly like Willem Dafoe. Actual Latino Willem Dafoe. Why don't you come see him? An immaculate 
copy of Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And apparently, they literally just found this guy, and turns out he looked a lot like Willem Dafoe. There is no makeup or CGI or prosthetics involved. This motherfucker, who is uncredited, by the way, yeah. looks incredibly like Willem Dafoe, <laughs> they, they go to the and it's of, weird. I know it's talk about surgery, but they go to the lengths of like, moving his face around. Yeah, so like, oh, look, look. A weird doctor comes in and just like touches his face a bit. Yeah. So you don't go, oh, and also... Now face swapping technology is a really big thing in face placement in, in CGI. That ain't a fucking thing. That's not these and, kind and of movies. And face-off was five years early. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Right. Uh, Kukoi, uh, a thug who works for Sans. Uh, hey, K- it's... Kukui. Kukui, yeah. sorry. Thank you. Uh, uh, hey, it's Danny Trejo again. Uh, yeah. It, it, this is when we get to the whole Leone um, Dollars trilogy, where it's like, Lee Van Cleef's in this film again. It's like, different Lee Van Cleef. Like, yeah. What? Playing <laughs> the same kind of character, differently, Van Cleef. Yeah, I don't think it is. And same thing, like Cheech Marin again, different Cheech Marin. Is it? Maybe. It's got eye patch. Maybe. Different trio. Is it? Well, that wild one's dead. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. One's it. has to be sure. But but this we, is the same El Mariachi. Yes, but different actor. But you brought the other actor back. Shut but the, the other one up. was just a musician and not an action hero, right? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> oh my maybe. god, fucking continuity out the window. Anyway, okay, up the arse and out the window. Uh, so Kukue. Uh, tracks down El Mariachi and takes him to meet with Sanz. Sanz asks El Mariachi to kill General Marquez, who the Barrio cartel are paying to stage a coup d'etat and assassinate the president. El Presidente. Are you keeping track, everyone? Nope. Sanz wants the assassination to go ahead, but the coup to ultimately fail. El Mariachi agrees. (laughs) Matt did a distant squint there of like, it sounded like, if I didn't know better, Tim fucked up. Because that plot makes no sense. <laughs> it's like Tim misspoke, but Matt had the whole like, wait, did Tim misspeak? No, Tim's 100% correct. Yeah. <laughs> this film's fucking stupid. Well, the problem is, for, historically speaking, and definitely from a mm. Central American point of view, that's Act- exactly Act- how the CIA yeah. operates. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is how, how it they, works all the time, and they always fuck up. I can't, I can't believe in the year 2003, mm. Robert Rodriguez is trying to make a film where one of his protagonists who we're meant to support and that's on some level care for or care about is a CIA officer trying to do a coup in a and, Central American country. And yeah. Sands is an asshole. Yes. As we'll go on to, he puts a child's life in danger. Yep. He murders a bartender for no reason, possibly yep. for the second time, and oh. shoots a waitress for murders, no fucking murders reason. Murders the cook because he's... Murders the cook. He's too good. Yes, the pork is too good. What a cunt! I, I genuinely. Why is he the protagonist? Yeah. He's an asshole. I didn't think he was the protagonist. I thought he was like an antagonisty kind of like you know. Uh, he's supposed to be an anti-hero, but the thing is, I don't think he is an anti-hero. I think he's just no. literally another in, antagonist. He should a, be the villain. He should yeah. be the villain. But he is a co-lead protagonist. Yeah. In a film. He, no, no, no. He is the protagonist. Oh, he is so. Also, El Mariachi's in the background somewhere. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Notice Tim has said the word Mariachi once, That's basically true. so far. <laughs> And sands about fifteen fucking times. See, if you look on the posters and stuff, uh, despite the posters are total bullshit. Yeah, that's true. But it's like you know, huge, huge face of blood eyes, banderas and stuff, and it's like, yeah, yeah, you're not getting that film. Yeah, they also feature Salma Hayek prominently, and we'll get into that. Right. So El Mariachi agrees uh, to uh, stop uh, to kill the general. he foils an attack by the Burio thugs, and Sands tells him that all his previous crimes will be forgotten, and basically he'll get kind of a new start in life. Sands meets with former FBI agent Jorge Ramirez and persuades him to kill Barrio. 
who tortured and killed Ramirez's partner in the past. Meanwhile, El Mariachi meets with his friends Lorenzo and Fideo and retrieves his guitar case full of weapons. Who the fuck are these guys? What happened to Camper and Kino? Well, they did die. Cool. <laughs> but so and, a lot of people. And, and, so everybody dies. And we needed to get uh, um, Enrique Iglesias, Enrique Iglesias yeah. into this film and give him a flamethrower. <laughs> did we need to? <laughs> it's very popular at the time. It he can was. be your hero. Uh, baby. Nah. <laughs> uh, baby. Yeah, he can be my baby. Uh, Sands goes to a bullfight with Nicholas, the president's advisor, who tells Sands the president will be vulnerable when he delivers a speech uh, in Culiacan the capital of Sinaloa province, on the Day of the Dead. Which is like two days from this point. Mm. We learn via flashback that Carolina and El Mariachi got married uh, and she became pregnant. There's also an action scene with them where they're chained together uh, at some point in this that has literally no point. Nope. <laughs> it's just there because they were like, it's been a while since we've done a fight. Meanwhile, Sands meets with Bellini to get more information on the Barrio cartel. But when his fake armed device is revealed, he kills Bellini and a waitress. That was uh, a bit I alluded to earlier. Yep. He's an asshole. Um, mm-hmm. And retrieves the information which Bellini had hidden in his eye socket. Sands then meets with Adrejas, uh, <laughs> an agent for Mexico's federal police, played by Eva Mendez. Fuck's sake. Informing her about the upcoming coup and his plan to steal the 20 million pesos that the Barrio cartel is paying Marquez. Fuck me. Sands gives her the Bellini information, which will allow her to arrest Barrio. If you are struggling to keep track of this, me too. You are not alone. Yeah, because the film does. So <laughs> let's let's pause here for a second and talk about why it's such a mess. Rodriguez rushed this movie. Fucking surprise, surprise. Like Five I said, projects on. Yep. Doing Spy Kids three comes out in the same year, essentially in the in the US, and he's doing a work. He's already in production on Sin City. And basically squeeze this in between projects because fuck it, I'll do the third in the Mexico trilogy, mm. I suppose. Banderas was busy, Salma Hayek was busy, so he was like, fuck it, I'll just get Johnny Depp to do something and I'll worry about the Mariachi stuff later. Spoiler alert, he doesn't. It's just a Johnny Depp movie. Yeah. And the plot is something he wrote down in like 50 pages in a notebook. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, typically one page of a script is one minute of screen time. Mm. Very, very roughly, that's a really, really rough rule of thumb for screenwriting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you write a hundred page script, it's going to be like 90 to 100 minutes, given action and stuff, maybe it'll be slightly longer, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wrote a 50 page treatment for this hour and a half movie, and then was like, um, oh, there was that short film script I'd seen the other day. Let's chuck that in there as well which is where all the FBI stuff comes from. Mm. And it is a, like, FBI, CIA, Federales movie Mm. shoved into a mariachi movie, and the two have Mm -hmm. fucking nothing to do with each other. Yeah. And it is is literally two scripts at once. Mm -hmm. It is not metaphorically two scripts at once. Mm. It is literally that. And that is why it is such a fucking mess. Mm. Do you know what we can blame for that? Shrek 2. Sure. Please, Shrek please out expand. Later. Shrek <laughs> comes out a year later and Tony Banderas is busy. Yeah. There you go. Puss in boots. <laughs> uh, to be fair, the best thing about that fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. But uh, any chance I can get to shit on Shrek 2, I'll take it. So, El Mariachi, Lorenzo and Fideo play at a reception for the president, allowing them to scope out the area and they overhear him talking about how he wants to make Mexico 
Good. <laughs> Meanwhile, former agent Ramirez intercepts Billy Chambers. Hey, look, it's Mickey Rourke with his chihuahua. Yep. Uh, who wishes to get out from under the cartel's thumb because he's a fugitive from America who's been hiding here and they've ma- been making him do weird shit, basically. I hate this fucking movie. Chambers agrees to place a hidden microphone on his pet chihuahua and get him near to Barrio in exchange for protection and returning to America. Kakue betrays Sands, uh, attempting to offer El Mariachi up to the cartel for the reward, as well as to reveal Sands' plans to them. Yep. After mm-hmm. a gunfight and motorcycle chase, Kakue manages to tranquilize El Mariachi. Kakue meets with Barrio, but is killed by the drug lord and Chambers as well. Uh, after a flashback in which we learn General Marquez killed Carolina and El Mariachi's young daughter, yes, Salma Hayek is all done in this film. That is the last we we'll see of her. For... Yep. 95 seconds total screen time, something like that. I'm being generous. There's basically the the opening bit where uh, Bellini is describing El Mariachi. He's like, oh, and he went around with this woman and she was the most incredible woman you've ever seen. As beautiful as she was, deadly. Yeah, yeah. And we see her throw the knives that Danny Trejo threw in the previous film. Yeah. Yes. Um, And then she gets fridged. Uh, so we oh, we get that flashback, and then El Mariachi manages to escape captivity, catching sight of Marquez in the process. Marquez, who is the big the guy that El Mariachi is trying to get revenge on in this film, has four lines in it maybe, and shows up for a grand total of about three minutes. I straight up forgot he was in the film. Yeah, at point he's not like, he's not a oh, well known guy. he's What's not he a well known actor. He is he. Weirdly looks a bit like Willem Dafoe <laughs> as well. It was like half the cast. Yeah. A bit like Willem Dafoe. Except Willem Dafoe, because he's in brownface. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, Barrio, speaking of Willem Dafoe, begins a facial reconstruction process at a hospital while Agent Ramirez surveils him. Why? Why? <laughs> Why would you put Willem Dafoe in brownface? Find another guy who... <laughs> like Willem Dafoe, and then have him spend the rest of the film in fucking bandages. <laughs> you have two of his face <laughs> on screen already. What are you doing? Well, they were like, we've budgeted for one film's worth of Willem Dafoe's face, but then we brought in an extra Willem Dafoe's we're face. At the start. We, we've got too much. Okay, we'll cover him up with bandages for the final third. Fuck. Federal agents <laughs> storm the hospital, and Ramirez follows them, discovering the cartel has killed the doctors. And Barrio is apparently dead. This was a weird bit where, like, the doctor that works for the cartel is like pretending to run away from them, and then is like, "Oh, actually, I'm on your guy's side, so it's fine. Let's all just get in this car." It's fucking meaningful, meaningless. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, it's so fucking meaningful. It's so fucking meaningful. (laughs) No, wait, the other thing, meaningless. Um. However, uh, Ramirez dis- realizes that the corpse is actually the body double. Uh, so they're kind of faking his death in the process of the facial reconstruction. Why does he have a. Fa- I don't. Well, I think it's because Rodriguez was reading Sin City at the time. <laughs> yeah. And he's thinking Dwight. He was in pre production of Sin City. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. I think yeah. that's yeah. literally all it is. Yeah. Dwight comes up with a new look entirely. Hmm. Yeah. Clive Owen. I'll do that as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while the federal agents pursue the cartel, Ramirez is captured by the real Barrio. It shows up, it's you know, a real 
Willem Dafoe <laughs> moment. <laughs> it really does. Uh, and uh, a hey, Tres. Remember, Eva Mendes is in this film as well. Nope. She's got about that. She is, yeah. And then she's suddenly in it and matters for the yeah. last like, half an hour for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Uh, she also captures Sans, reveal- ah! <laughs> revealing that she is Barrio's daughter. Christ. And she and Barrio blind Sans before letting him free. I tried to, ex- once again, tried to explain this to Emma, and she sh- saw the shot of Depp with the bleeding eyes and the mm. sunglasses. It's a cool visual. It's a really cool visual. Mm. I love the idea of, like, the blind gunman thing. Mm. It's very Western, very samurai. I also very... blame Miller at this point. 100%. <laughs> very Sin City. And she was like, oh, how did that work? And I was like, this is before I'd watched it. I'd got, like, the, the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cover image up on the streaming service or whatever it was. And she was like, so how does he get blinded? I was like, I can't. Did he get his eyes shot out or something? No. They're gouged out with torture devices that then he's just fine with. Yeah. He's like brutally, horrifically tortured. Mm. And then is like, it's yes, I'll just and carry on with my job. And it's proper, like, because you see under the glasses at certain points, the eyes are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you say, gouged like, out. Gouged out. The torture thing is like a corkscrew. Yeah, it's like an old-fashioned. It's old the fashion... torture machine from Thor. Thor, Ragnarok, yeah, yeah. The hair cutting machine. Yeah, <laughs> Stanley's torture machine. Yeah, my second album. <laughs> <laughs> I think Stanley's torture machine came out slightly after Stanley's Stripperella. Oh. oh. Anyway, the coup attempt begins with the president attempting to shelter in the fortified palace. El Mariachi and his friends decide that the president is a good man and decide to foil his assassination. Because previously they'd just been hired to kill Marquez after he'd done the assassination. But they decide, no, we're not going to let the president be They just hang out with El Presidente. Yeah. Because, you were right, Tim, Enrique Iglesias was the big thing. So they (laughs) wanted to give him more screen time. Test audiences were like, he's handsome. I recognise him. He could be our hero, baby. Yeah. Put him in the thing. He's got a big mole on his face. So they help the president's guards and the local people fight back against the military. Sands also reaches the centre of the city, guided by a local boy, and manages to take out some of the cartel despite his new blindness. Again, Uh, I really like this idea that he can, like, hear, uses, like, daredevil hearing to shoot dudes in the... Mm. And I, I like the gag of the, like, bang, 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 bang. And they just laugh at him, like, yeah. oh, you completely missed us. Could have been a really funny moment. They don't explain anything. Nope. And he's just fine with no eyes. And it's like, hey, kid, just shoot this bloke. I'm like, what? <laughs> How have we gone from Mariachi rushing the kid to the hospital in Desperado yeah. and being like, you've got to save this kid's life. I can't believe he was ever in this war zone. I feel so bad. To... The main character of this film, I will keep saying mm. that because Sans yeah. is the main fucking mm. character, being like, hey, kid, come and join me in this gun battle well, to the death. He hits his head. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha. Uh, like, donk. Oops. And then the kid, to his credit, says, no. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to kill someone. Yeah. And Johnny Depp seems annoyed by this. He does. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if that's in the script. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if Johnny Depp hit that kid with his prosthetic hand. <laughs> you never know. Anyway. Marquez. Remember him? Nope. That great character? No. Nope. Uh, enters the palace, but is greeted by El, Bari- uh, El Mariachi, who kills him. 
There's a very grisly bit where he gets kneecapped and it's horrible. It's not even... A grizzly is an understatement. Too. Yeah. You see tendons and knee bones and all kinds of fucking shit. Yeah. Yep. It is... This, as we've said, like the first one, reasonably grounded. Like, mm. okay, yeah, cool. Low budget, whatever. Desperado is full of explosions and like knives being thrown at people yeah. and that kind of shit. It's bad boys level of... Yeah. This is gratuitous violence. It, you didn't need... But also cartoonish. Ne- That's the thing. They play it for laughs. He's been reading... Since it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... It, oh, God. I had a visceral reaction to those kneecaps. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, he, like, buckles backwards on them. Yeah. He falls on them. So, hey, ladies and gentlemen listening, everybody out there in listener land, think about having your kneecaps ripped out from your legs right now. I thought you were going to say, hey, anyone who pictures these things very vivid in your head, stop listening for five seconds. Nah, Jack went straight well, into it. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know some of the listeners do. That Apologies. Too. How you would fall if you had no kneecaps, <laughs> that's how this guy falls. And then Mariachi finishes him off with more shotgun shots. Yeah. It's insane. In a film that doesn't take anything seriously, suddenly the violence is taken very seriously yeah. for like eight seconds. Yeah. yeah. Madness. Ahedrez and Barrio then enter, discovering that Marquez is dead and their coup has failed. Ahedrez spots Sands outside and goes to kill him, uh, but he uses his fake arm to trick her and kills her instead. That was how they created the fake arm. They had that scene and they wrote backwards. Fucking arm. Oh, God. That makes me so angry. I I don't... I know I get that. I do this a lot. I don't think I can overstate how much I fucking hate that prosthetic arm. (laughs) It is such a Johnny Depp character quirk bullshit. It's such a fucking... It's like like something... It's so lazy. It's like something out of Get Smart or something. Mm. It should be like... As we're saying, it's a thing from fucking Spy Kids. Yeah. It's, it's an Austin Powers joke. It's an Austin yeah. Powers joke. Why There's is it in this where fucking Johnny Depp movie? is driving and the arm is out the window of his convertible and then his hand comes up from his lap and he's smoking a cigarette. It's like, why are we still with this arm? Why are we? We know he's why? got the arm. Yeah. Stop with this shit. Uh, but to the degree, why I think, like, is it not arm? a fake arm? Is it, in fact, a real arm that just detaches? <laughs> is this what this is? No, it's just a fake arm. Why? Did the CIA the do this a lot? <laughs> is that a CIA-funded prosthetic yeah. arm? Do they think he only has one? Fuck! It's Roger Moore-level bullshit is what it is. Yeah. The double take from Actually, a fucking think, pigeon. Yeah, it's, I was like, even Roger Moore wouldn't go this level. Yeah. He's done some... Yeah. Oh, God. I'm just going to Anyway. Uh, we're, we're nearly there, folks. Billy Chambers frees uh, Ramirez, that former FBI agent, who's kind of the third protagonist yes, of is. this yes. film. Yeah. Uh, who confronts Barrio. Barrio kills Chambers, but Ramirez and El Mariachi shoot down the drug lord. Uh, Lorenzo and Fideo find the cash that Barrio was paying Marquez that Johnny Depp was going to steal, and they steal it, while also helping the president escape to safety. Uh, While El Mariachi gives his share of the cash to his home village before walking off into the sunset. Yeah. Film over. Fuck off. What a fucking fucking mess of a film. I fucking hate this movie. I thought, I thought, oh, it's not that bad. It can't be that bad. It's one of the ones I hate. We talked about... Hate is a strong word. That's how I (laughs) I told you about it. When I first saw it, I was like, I hate this. I should like it, but I hate it. And I was like, oh, it's not bad. And then go back home. No, I don't like it. Yeah. We talked about how it's the same year as Pirates of the Caribbean comes out. It's the year after Frida comes out for Salma Hayek. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Fucking hell. 
I, obviously she was clearly like busy and could only film a little bit of this but the degree to which it wastes her in such a complete nothing of a role mm-hmm. where it's show up look sexy do some of the most like shitty 90s strong female character thing oh, yeah. where it's like well we want you to kill these guys but look sexy while you're doing it flick your hair yeah uh, and then, uh, and then we're going to kill your character off. Uh, we're going to make you pregnant, then kill you, uh, and then you, then you have a kid, and then we kill you and the kid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's purely as motivation for the male character. Yeah, uh, it's like after she's just put in like an Oscar. Did she win the Oscar for that? No, I don't think she won Oscar nominated. An Oscar worthy performance. Yeah, I know um, it was like Oscar stuff, but like. Um... It won best makeup, yeah, and, and like score, I think, but yeah, I don't think she got the Oscar but, for. But for a, an amazing performance that she'd done. Oh, I agree that that year, and then she's in this nothing like yeah, and Antonio Banderas is in Frida, yeah. Um, so you know, they, Antonio Banderas working. is wasted in this film. Yeah, he gets nothing to do. Yeah, no. Johnny Depp is the main fucking character. Is he with he, Shrek? He too. sits around just playing guitar, I guess. Practice. It's in the in the <laughs> in all the ways that. Desperado is a somewhat retread of El Mariachi. Yeah. But in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. In a way that kind of expands and, and pushes it in slightly different directions. And it's, and it's just generally, because the budget is so fundamentally different, mm. it, it allows them to do different things and, and all that kind of stuff. This, even though the film plot is completely different, the stuff that El Mariachi gets to do is such a retread of the previous two films that there's 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 no there's no new notes to play in there for for uh antonio banderas which is interesting because by the title alone once upon a time in mexico you could do this film as a uh mariachi universe adjacent movie uh and just make it the cia movie only and just ditch the whole mariachi uh, angle inside maybe mm. just allude to it yeah which is to be fair what Rodriguez does all the fucking time with things like From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Mm. Which, is it set in the same universe? There are some characters that look like crossover. Maybe they mm. are, maybe they're not. Yeah. Fucking Machete being the uncle of the kids in Spy Kids. Yeah. You know. He's it, Uncle Machete before he is Machete in yeah. the Grindhouse stuff. Yeah. Like, that's There's crossover yeah. stuff there, and it's like, well, it all kind of exists in this universe. Just do this film, but it's like no, no, no it has to be a a, a, a Desperado. We, yeah, three. Kind let's of. let's make yeah. half a El Mariachi film and half a shitty Sicar- uh, Sicario. Ugh. Yeah, very much so. So botched oh. production, botched film, bad thing. People at the time very much, I think, if I remember correctly, we haven't got the Rotten Tomatoes yet, obviously, but I remember it being this reaction of oh, we'll get them. Oh shit! Uh, this reaction of oh, that wasn't as good. But I guess it was okay because you know, ba boom. I think I think people wanted it to be good so much that at the time people were like, "Oh, he's done something interesting here." People and talk about the digital filming more than the else. And it's it, like, and, oh, and the 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 sprawling nature of it is, you know, he's clearly going for an epic scope with you know yeah, the yeah. coup stuff and the bringing in this huge cast of characters, and it's like, yeah, but none of them are well developed. Uh, yeah. The the one who gets, I mean, Sands. Di- that's the thing. It's such a mess of a film. Sands doesn't really have an arc. Nope. He tries to do a coup. He's an arsehole with a fake the arm, coup, and the, he ends... The coup doesn't yep. work, and then he gets he shot dies. as a result. He yep. gets blinded and shot, 
and then at the end is just kind of left to walk off to, and to be a blind guy now, yeah. I guess. Stupid. I think the last we see of him, he's slumped up against a wall. Yes. And yeah. and waving goodbye to Ramirez. Uh, yeah. I remember Rodriguez, at, on some level, thinks these are Mad Max movies. Yes. And partly, I can kind of see that. For some of them. For some parts of them, at least. In the same way that, like, Fury Road mm. is... It, the arc is for Furiosa, yes, not for Max. Max mm-hmm. just happens to be there mm. and is eventually convinced to get involved because uh, I guess he has to. Yeah. Fuck it, I'll have to do something, I suppose. Mm. And you could have that here with Mariachi, but you fucking don't. Nope. <sighs> and at least in in Fury Road, and I understand you know the complaints of people who wanted it to be more of a Mad Max film, but Max is there for basically all of that journey. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's not him that has the most pivotal arc in that film, he is there for all of it. Yes. El Mariachi and Sands have barely no relationship. Yep. They meet mm. a couple of times. And, and it's then... not even like a two, uh, two parallel plots that rewardingly come together at the end. No. It's just like, oh, yeah, probably should tie these off a bit. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very frustrating. Very frustrating. Anyway, should we get to fixing it? I'm looking forward to it, yes. Yeah. This week's episode is sponsored by Audible. If you go to Audible, you can get thousands, literally hundreds of thousands of audiobooks, podcasts, comedy specials, guided meditations, and basically any audio delight you could possibly want. They have it all, including your very own sequelizers. You can listen to our podcast on Audible, as well as the selection of hundreds of thousands of audiobooks. You can get a free audiobook and a free month of their fantastic service, which I've been using, according to... Re- I recently checked this when talking to my wife, for nearly 10 years. God damn. Yeah, I've been a subscriber of Audible for twice as long as we've been doing this podcast at this point, basically. It's a long time, and I highly recommend it. I don't understand that, because you couldn't have listened to sequelizers on there for the first half of that. So what are you going to, what, what would you possibly listen to aside from sequelizers? <laughs> well, Tim, I'm glad you asked because I will recommend you go and listen to Trejo, my life of crime, redemption and Hollywood written and read by the one and only the five foot three love machine. That is Danny Trejo. <laughs> he is. I know. It's still He's funny to hear it. Hilariously he small. He shot so well. And he is, isn't he? Isn't he just? He's like a foot shorter than Johnny Depp and basically everyone else. He makes up for it in Grizzle. He's incredible. I love Danny Trejo. He has, a, by the way, he's lived a really, really interesting life as well. This is a full 13 hour autobiography read by Danny Trejo himself, who, as Matt said, makes up for it in Grizzle. His perfect, incredible delivery of his own story and him growing up as, <laughs> as a criminal. Really, really rough, rough start to life in the early days, coming through, and it is a true kind of redemption story of getting his shot in Hollywood and becoming the star of screens large and small that we now know Danny Trejo as. So if you want to learn more about Danny Trejo, you can do it for free by going to audibletrial.com slash sequel. You will get a month free trial of Audible's fantastic service and an audiobook courtesy of your boys here at Sequelizers. That's audibletrial.com slash sequel. Time for some El Rotano Tomatoes, so, <laughs> boys. None of us speak Spanish. Well, <laughs> we're in trouble. Meritocracia de la mundial. Sí. <laughs> <laughs>
It is tomates podridos. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I think you'll find. Hold on. Tomates podridos. There you go. Time for some tomates <laughs> podridos. Who the fuck let her out? <laughs> I was uh, guest star Salma Hayek. That was more screen time <laughs> that she got in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. No fuss, no muss, no bullshit. No paycheck. The Mexico trilogy in order. El Mariachi from 1992, then Desperado in 95, and then Once Upon a Time in Mexico in 2003. Tiamon coming to you first. El Mariachi, what do you think? I think that critics being who they are would come into this film knowing that it was shot for under $8,000. Because that was... That was the thing that it was advertised with. Is like, yes, it, to to a certain type of person, it was like, hey, you've got to see this film. They shot it for basically nothing. Uh so I think, given that, they would be forgiving about all the other. Well, it's not a perfect film. It is very much a standard action film from the nineties. It's schlock, and it's and it's schlocky. But I think they would be incredibly forgiving of that. So I think El Mariachi has. Ranked pretty high. I'm gonna say eighty-seven. Eighty-seven percent from Tim Matham. Matthew Stock. Very close to the number I had in my head, which I'm gonna stick with. Uh, because I agree with the same reason exactly mm. the same logic. I'm just gonna punch it up a little bit to ninety. Ninety percent. Because that was something like that 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 kind mm. of yeah, but ninety is what I'm thinking. Interesting. Next up, Desperado, nineteen ninety five. Background to you, Mr. Matum? Not as high, I don't think. Because I, just, I think I shall say no more. Because I think at this I think at this point people would go Oh, we gave him a budget and he made the same film. Uh You're and it's wrong. good, and Antonio Banderas is good, and Salma Hayek is good. Um Also Steve Buscemi's there. Also Steve Buscemi. And Unfortunately, Quentin Tarantino. Uh the guy who plays the villain, who's the villain in everything when they need a Latino villain. That, that guy? Yep. Um, but also, it's still very good. Uh, I'm going to say 83. 83 from Timothy Maton. Matthew, what do you think the critics gave <clears throat> my favourite in the trilogy? I think a little lower. Mm. I think I think 76. I think this is a, a sense that there'll be, you're right, Tim. The same thing. This isn't as good. It's all it's more Hollywood. It's more schlock. It's lost that charm. It's lost that, that 70s grindhouse feel. Mm. And there'll be people who just go, oh, I don't know about this guy's films. Mm. Here's a wider audience. It's just silly action, disposable mm. nonsense. But you know what? It's quite charming. Yeah. It's a bit different because Mexico, therefore. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. What about the third? Mr. Matum. I really hope it wasn't well received because it shouldn't have been. Damn right. Uh, let us say 40%. 40% from the big dog, Tim Matum. I'm torn. All right, Natalie and Brilliant. Every time! Uh, no, I'm torn because. I think, again, if I remember correctly, a lot of people went, critically speaking, of like, this isn't. 
right, but he's trying something. It's kind of working. I don't think it is. Mm. And more importantly, it was a whole conversation about the digital filmmaking more than the else. Mm. And like, oh, it's very silly. And it's like, well, let it be silly. And he's going for a bigger scale thing. I think it wouldn't have been enough, though. I'm going to say 35. 35 from Matthew Stockton. To clue you in, Once Upon a Time in Mexico has more reviews from the critics than the other two movies put together. That makes sense. Makes sense, right? Age of internet reviews. Yeah. yeah. Interestingly, the uh, audience scores are quite different as well for the first two, but quite similar to Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh, so they're aligned. For Once Upon a Time in Mexico, they are aligned. The other two, they are quite disparate. Interesting. And we do have a winner. not sure what that means. That makes me... Mm. Maybe... I think maybe we've... I think we've given Desperado too much of a high thing. <laughs> you certainly have. You've oh, also shit. undershot El Mariachi. Oh, really? It oh. is 91%. Okay. At, wow. ti- at time of recording, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's so what you Matt- know. People go away from going, you know what, knowing what it is. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. 1% off. Point to you, Matthew Stockton. Oh, fair play. You both overshot Desperado. Wait. It is. A sixty-seven percent. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! That's yeah. that's too low. I agree. Like I said, my favorite in the trilogy, sixty-seven percent. So to to clue you in on those two audience scores as well, El Mariachi has an audience score of seventy-six. That's them not getting makes, it. Makes makes sense. Yeah. And Desperado has an audience score of seventy-nine. So actually higher. Than... I'm surprised. That's still very low from what I was expecting. Mm. Yes, and you both. Undershot Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Mm. It is 1% less than Desperado at 66%. For those of you paying attention at home, that is 9% higher than Blade 2 at 57%. Jesus fuck. Uh, Timmy said said 40, so you got the point there. But Mm. Matt, you have got two points. You are the winner. And I the, think we're all losers, basically. The audience yeah. score for Once Upon a Time is 64, pretty much in oh, line with the 66 okay. from the critics there as well. What the actual fuck I don't know what to do with that. is going on? Yeah. That's, that's, that's shaken me to my core. I'm a little surprised. I'm not going to lie. And by a little surprised, I mean... I was, I don't get I was it. hurt. Because by those numbers, arguably, we should be fixing Desperado. Yeah. Yeah. I disagree. That no, we absolutely fucking disagree. But... Guess it's time for me to fix it then, right, boys? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're getting a moment just to sit here with this, but yeah, go, yeah. go for it. Who's, who's your director? <laughs> <laughs> my director is Robert Rodriguez. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I went in with a couple of different... Well, I had three different ideas. One before, <laughs> so, so you're making Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And I did them all at once. <laughs> once Upon a Time in Mexico. One it's of them was big comedy. One what? of them was before re-watching the film. Right. And that was, oh, there's probably not that much to fix. I'll be fine. Oh. I was wrong. I scrapped <laughs> that. About 15 minutes into that movie, I was like, oh, no, I do remember this. There's no salvaging it. Burn this to the ground, yeah. which I did. Um, Sometimes we do salvage if we think it's just a little bit. I mean, the the most prime example of that is your Saw 3. Yes. Which has one scene change, if I remember correctly. <laughs> There's a handful of scenes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's nothing much. Whereas this is like, you'd ha- you, you can't just go, oh, I'll change one And that thing. was almost more like a writing exercise for me more oh, than yeah, anything yeah. else, just to prove a point. Um. I am pushing it one year later to free up people like Antonio Banderas and Salma mm-hmm. Hayek because, as we said, their schedules are very tight in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, that means Raul Rodriguez is in the middle of Sin City and all that bollocks. He well, can there's del- three he can delay Sin City. Yeah, exactly. He can yeah. delay Sin City. It's fine. Whatever. Does Shrek um, 2 get cancelled? Yes. Hey. hey! Let's just assume so, yes. 
Um, it also doesn't interrupt the Spy Kids three that we did. Yeah, back so because that's, hey. that's yeah, the sequelizer's timeline is preserved. Everything's fine. I know <laughs> you don't, but I don't care because I care. Um, I'm not calling it Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I like the little pun thing. The Once Upon a Time in the West. Sure. I don't. There's too many Once Upon a Time in things. I think it's a cliche at this point. Mm. Let alone Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that Tarantino churned out a few years ago. Blech. So, and, and and funnily enough, that is actually the the, the second version I, I bullet pointed and came up with, um, because Rodriguez talks about this being his Dollars trilogy. Yeah. Mm. No. Yeah. Um. I was basically going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly, but Mexican, and do a little like that was mod- title? modern twist. El <laughs> <laughs> good, El bad, and El ugly. The good, the bad, and the ugly, but Mexican. <laughs> and it's just a stamp that goes bang. That's what Tarantino Mexican. would have fucking called exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my plan was to like essentially, in the same way that Tim Loki remade Love Actually as Smoking Aces Two. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it yeah. would have been a secret like, uh, and like halfway through the pitch, you guys, or two seconds into the pitch, probably. You guys would have been like, hold on a minute. <laughs> oh, he's, is he out in the desert and he's stranded? Oh, mm. oh, oh, there's some guy he's shooting down from a hanging noose. Mm. I have referenced Dollars Trilogy stuff because hello, Robert Rodriguez. It's the yeah. course I have. Um, I've renamed it and completely burned the plot to the ground. So okay. into it we go. The title is Despedida de los Reyes, which is a farewell to kings in Spanish. Mm. Interesting. I came up with a bunch of different titles. I'm not particularly married to them. As no, no, no. I, sometimes I really, really settle yeah, on yeah, yeah. certain things. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't know if you get a lot of pushback for the full Spanish title mm. or not. I, I would assume. I, I actually thought about this. I would assume they would market it in Spanish-speaking countries with the Spanish title, and then uh, English-speaking countries with the English title. Yeah, because it's post 9/11 and everything mm. has to be American. Yeah. And yeah. it's also Miramax, and therefore it's Weinstein. Yes, exactly. Hands all um, the fact that they get away with El Mariachi because, of course, they got away with it. It was an indie movie that mm. there was. Well, no he always talks about no the input. title being a stupid joke. Yes. Um, and I was like, it, 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 it's it's deceptive. And we haven't talked about how the fact that Desperado is a fucking terrible title for that movie that, that doesn't sense. really explain. Nope. <laughs> apart from the fact that they are desperate, which is what that means. Yeah. Mm. El Mariachi makes sense. El Mariachi makes sense. Hmm. Uh, you would assume I did think of like, oh, Mariachi, El Mariachi rides again or something like that. Oh, something like yeah, yeah. classic westerny kind of bollocks. Mm. Um, the other one I did actually write down and then change to this yeah. was um, like a Last of the Mohicans reference, so Last of the Mariachi. Oh, I can't remember what that was. It was like Finale del El Mariachi or whatever it is. Right, 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 right. Um, so keep that in mind if you want to use that as well. Yeah. I'm okay. I, mean, I, like, um, I like him. I like him. I'm not fussed. <laughs> I like the t- I like the, t- the the dual title uh, Spanish and uh, yeah. I'm, ha- I'm happy with that yeah. either way. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, returning cast: Tony Flags himself, Antonio Banderas, as El Mariachi. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not calling him El. I did not care for movie. that shit. I fucking hate that. You are calling him the. Yep. That is not a thing. Give him a fucking nickname to go on the Dollars trilogy. Obviously, it's the man with no name, and that's the whole thing, yeah. or whatever. Blondie. He gets called Blondie. So he has a fucking name, at least for characters to call him. And then Sans just goes, Do you mind if I call you L? Like, yes, I fucking mind. Do you mind if I call you the? Yeah, call me Mariachi. That's the word. The other one is not a. Oh, but anyway. Yeah. El Mariachi. Um, Salma Hayek back as Carolina. 
Cheech Marin as the bartender with an eye patch or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, and as as we'll discuss, because fuck it, uh, Campo and Kino are back because fuck it, they'll have eye patches sure. and like prosthetic legs or whatever they need to have to come it, back. It yeah. doesn't explain. They're just back. They're just yeah. back. Got it. And it's stupid. Uh, once again, play uh, Camper. Once again, played by Carlos Gallardo and Alba Michel Jr. playing Kino. So got it. Same actors from Desperado coming back. Sorry, Enrique Iglesias, you're gone. You and, you and your mole are out of here. He's not as big. Exactly. We've established that. <laughs> Hero has died a death. Yeah. He's now in Shrek 2. Yes. And it doesn't perform well. Uh, Tim, you're going to hate me. All my character names are in Spanish. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Nobody has names. It's all just like code names and words and stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah, El Mariachi. Yeah. Because, again, people don't tend to say their names out loud and all that kind of stuff. They would in this a little bit, so I've given them names. Uh, El Juez is played by... Juez? Juez. J U E Z, Quez, played by Jeff Bridges, who you may know as the dude in the Big Lebowski, the dude in Tron Legacy, because that's what he's playing in <laughs> Tron Legacy. Uh, he's also in True Grit, yeah. Crazy Heart in the original Tron as well. Is Quez like Jefe? Is it a little bit like dude by any chance? Uh, no, it's not dude. Okay. He's not playing the dude. I hate to add. El Juez. Uh, Juez means judge. Oh, he's the, oh. He's the judge. Um, El Maestro El Maestro okay. Is the master in Spanish mm-hmm. uh, Played by Jimmy Smits ah, You may know as Bail Organa in the Star Wars prequels George Lucas influence there Again I guess um, He's also uh, a lawyer in Dexter At one point he's great in Dexter He's, he's recently president. been in, in the Heights <laughs> um, Yeah bunch of stuff Yeah, Matt Sanchez In the West Wing, West Wing. There you go Never seen president, the West Wing president. I'll take your word for it Jimmy Smith is great. Jimmy Smith, sorry, Matt Santos. Yeah, his his uh, career path weirdly at the start, at least mirroring how Barack Obama's campaign kind of went for a little while. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, weird. Agent. Oh, not what? Sans. <laughs> Piernas. Piernas. Piernas, played by John Leguizamo. Hey, Johnny Legs. Oh, Johnny Legs is back with Tony Flags. Yep, <laughs> Tony Flags and Johnny Legs back at it again. This is why um, the British shouldn't name things. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you may know John Mulgaguizamo from being Toulouse-Lautrec in Moulin Rouge, which is a few years earlier than this. Uh, he's, of course, Tybalt in Romeo and Juliet. Oh, so good. Yeah. The mm. best character introduction in all of cinema. <laughs> yeah. He's, Bang! He's brilliant. <laughs> uh, he's also been Benny Blanco in Carlito's Way a bit earlier as well, you know, laying in some... He's frowning at you, Jack. I don't see the words Spawn or Mario Brothers anywhere uh, in here. Yes, you don't. <laughs> or or The Pest. <laughs> he is also in those things. Um, here's where I get a bit silly. Cibernetico. Cibernetico. Uh, that's cybernetic in Spanish. He's uh, played by the wrestler Cibernetico. He is a luchador. Um, <laughs> his real name is Octavio Lopez Ariola. Here we are. Um, here we are, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I... I had a bunch of different wrestlers settled on Cibernetico. Why not? Uh, the other wrestler I've got is Chessman. Chessman. Uh, which is spelt Chessman. If you hadn't already guessed. <laughs> Another Mexican wrestler. Um, I hasten to add they are not enmascaras luchador, so they're not masked luchadors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cibernetico, surprise, surprise, basically has like a Kano eye type dealio. He has a. Oh. He's a cyborg. That's his wrestling character. Welcome to Mexican wrestling. It's It's a soap opera. Even more so than American and British wrestling as a soap mm-hmm. opera. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
funnily enough, I've recently been watching, partly inspired this pitch, but not massively, uh, Lucha Underground, which was broadcast on, can you guess? Robert Rodriguez's TV channel, <laughs> El Rey. And it is the most insane wrestling you've ever seen in your life. It is full on, they kill off characters in soap opera style, and the wrestlers are written off telly. It's, it's mental. Anyway. And last, fun little reference. El, El Juada Bosques. El Juada Bosques. Uh, is the late Michael Parks. Oh, okay. You know him from? From Dust Till Dawn, funnily <laughs> enough. Planet Terror, funnily enough, both Rodriguez's films. Uh, and then also been in Kevin Smith movies such as Red State and Tusk. Uh, that is a reference to the, the character Elmer McGraw that he plays in basically all of those films, mm. essentially apart from mm-hmm. Tusk. Um, and Red State, obviously, he is the, the preacher guy, but. Yeah. yeah terrifying in red state yeah he's great in red state the best thing about red state by a country mile absolutely Um, absolutely. Juan de Bosquez is the ranger because he's a Texas ranger El McGraw is a Texas ranger it's a fun little joke basically and also makes complete sense for the universe and these type of people yeah yeah. that that works can you guess what Viernas means in Spanish the name of agent John Leguizamo Plumber (laughs) that would would have been very funny (laughs) I think that's like plumbo or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piernas. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I know this. I don't. I'm terrible with languages. <laughs> yeah. But some would call him Johnny Piernas. It means legs in Spanish. Hey! <laughs> so he's Agent Legs, because he's Johnny, Johnny he's, legs. he's Johnny Legs. Damn it. Anyway, that is my cast. So we have Jeff Bridges, Jimmy Smits, John Leguizamo, two wrestlers, Cibernetico and Chessman, and Michael Parks. In there as well. Let's do it. It's a barrel of laughs. Let's get stuck in. Burn the other one to the ground. We open with a somewhat similar scene to Once Upon a Time in Mexico. The bartender telling an exaggerated story. It's kind of a combination of the Desperado intro and the Once Upon a Time in Mexico intro. Uh-huh. Telling the mythological tales of El Mariachi, all that kind of stuff. Except the bartender is talking to El Juez, Jeff Bridges' character, an older white man. Imagine kind of like true white style. man. You don't want to. <laughs> Funny enough, Jeff Mexican Bridges. Him up no, no, oh, okay, okay. no. I do not. Does um, he have a mustache? Got a beard and a mustache, but oh, okay. like a big twizzly mustache, like he does in True Grit, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you can actually understand what he's saying. Hopefully, unlike <laughs> True Grit. <laughs> he's great in True Grit. Not a fucking clue what he says, but anyway, the bartender finishes his story, and everyone in the bar laughs loudly before El Juez abruptly stops. The mood shifts, and El Juez points a comically large revolver at the bartender. Still says character R.I.P.D. Sort of. It was not, not inspired, not at all inspired by R.I.P.D. Oh, but seeing Jeff Bridges with a big gun, and I was like, yeah, that film <laughs> shit, but I can make a better one. He points his comically large revolver at the bartender, asking to be pointed in the direction of this mariachi. The bartender silently points outside, saying that he left town a few years ago, headed south, but stories still persist of him in the area. El Juez laughs again, asking if anyone else in the bar knows more information about this semi-mythological figure. One man speaks up, it's not Quentin Tarantino or any cameos, just some <laughs> Hispanic actor. Mm-hmm. One man speaks up, saying he knows where Carolina is, and then if you find her, you'll find El Mariachi. A wry grin crosses the old man's face. Carolina and Mariachi are asleep in bed in a motel. They're very sexy. But not having sex. The blanket covers their bodies. Exactly. Only just. 
the right, the tasteful amount. Every outline is <laughs> beautiful. Um, Carolina hears something in the distance, and her eyes open as silhouettes move across the curtains. For some reason, I'm picturing Attack of the Clones. I don't know why. <laughs> it's those droids with those fucking millipedes. We, you know what we've got to do? We've got to get Bounty Hunter, who hires another Bounty Hunter, <laughs> who uses a drone that puts out bugs. And that's what we need. You Rodriguez just... is editing uh, Spy Kids, and George Lucas wanders in, sees what he's doing, he says, I've got an idea for you. <laughs> <laughs> I need more gadgets in my movies. I think it's a pretty good idea. <laughs> and uh, Rodriguez says, I love it. Just puts it in like an idiot. Anyway. A smoke grenade, oh, a logical thing, is thrown through the window. And no, the it's millipedes. <laughs> it's <psych. laughs> they unfurl. It's, it's woodlouse. Um, yeah, uh, a smoke grenade uh, is thrown through the window and the couple roll out of bed trying to escape. It's very sexual. Mm. A dozen masked men burst into the room. Carolina and Mariachi uh, reach for their respective caches of weapons and fight back, commencing a chaotic and smoke-filled gun battle. Bam, into the action. Yeah. There will be a lot of me going... Cool shit happens because <laughs> well, welcome Rodriguez to be writing did. action mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. That's almost literally what Robert Rodriguez does when he writes scripts. Yeah. But then and then you'll see like a bit there on the location go, that's a cool area, let's go do it over there. Mm. And a lot of the time it works. Sometimes we, it we should emphasize, he's a very good action director. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that's the, that's, that's why it's frustrating. Yeah, that's why it's so frustrating. I said the action Desperado is fucking awesome. Just as the heroes get the upper hand, two intimidating men close in on them. Mariachi having emptied his guns into the other henchmen tries to battle them in hand-to-hand combat. He's able to fight off the assailant wearing red and black face paint. This is Chessman. Yep. That's his wrestling character. Yep. They basically look like they do in wrestling, except slightly more clothing. Love it. But tries to headbutt the other man, dazing himself with a metal clang off the man's metal chin plate. No, not chin plate. Metal plate. It's got a metal plate. It doesn't matter. It could be his chin. That's stupid. He's a... Yeah. Yeah, welcome to the Mexico world. No, that's true. The world of Mexico. Welcome to Mexico. Um, <laughs> no, it does. Uh, yeah, we got we got like in, from Dust Till Dawn that whole cock gun thing. Yes. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, this is uh, cybernetico. Cybernetico. Yeah, cybernetico. cybernetico yeah. Uh, the cybernetico's eyes uh, glint, recognizing Mariachi's mistake and choking him unconscious with a sleeper hold. Wrestlers, as the camera fades to black, we get a little bit of wrestling. It's mm. me, folks. Mariachi wakes up a few hours later in prison, handcuffed to the bars. The man in the cell next door tries to identify El Mariachi and offers to help him escape. He explains that he is Agent Piernas, and he has information that can take down the local cartel leader, known as El Maestro. It's so sexual. We flash to shots of a man, face obscured, shooting guns and smoking cigars as it rains money around him. You know, cartel stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's, that's a good shot, yeah. Mariachi, still dazed, listens to Pierre Nass's obvious plan of stealing a guard's keys as they arrive. Sorry. Uh, Mariachi, still dazed, listens to Pierre Nass's obvious plan of stealing a guard's keys as the guard arrives. An American guard played by Michael Parks. The Texas Ranger, Earl McGraw, yep. basically, but not. Tells them to stop scheming and speak English before sitting across the room. Sounds about right. Yep. A few quiet, tense minutes pass before Cybernetico and Chessman enter the room. The guard announces that means the boss is ready to see them and signals a hanging motion. Like a... <laughs> kind of thing. <clears throat> The pair are escorted in front of El Maestro and thrown to the floor. El Maestro explains that they're both due to hang at dawn, 
which is quickly approaching. Pair escorted outside, and Elmaestra announces them both to his gathered henchmen. The nooses are placed around their necks as Elmaestra announces their crimes. Mariachi will hang for ruining their good thing with Bucho and the Colombians, and Pianas will hang for being a rat and sticking his nose where it didn't belong. Both get booed by the assembled horde of bandidos. I'm having weird flashbacks to the scene in Wild Wild West where they try and hang the Will Smith character. It's Selma Hayek being here that makes you think that. Yeah. It's much, 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 much more uncomfortable in Wild Wild West. Yes, yes it is. Because it's a fun comedy action film with a lynching in it. Yep. Yep. But also, it's a bungee noose. Yep. Not good. What a bad Stop. film. Stop ruining the... Yep, sorry. Stop ruining this the is, film, Tim. This is nothing like that. It's a little bit like that. No, it's nothing like that. This is, a, this is an appropriate classic Western thing to do. Yeah. There's going to be a hanging in the town square. Yep. yep. But with bandidos. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, wait. Will Smith's here. <laughs> As our maestro gives the nod to pull the lever... Jim West arrives. Oh my god, Desperado. That's why the second film was called Desperado. Roughneck. Roughneck, Desperado, Jim West. He no, had to save the day. You don't want nada. No, I'm lying. Uh, Mariachi kicks away his stool, which smacks his captor in the face, stopping him from pulling the lever, obviously. Mariachi swings his legs up, and a tiny pistol falls out of his boot, because I didn't want to do the sleeves thing, so I did a boot no, like thing that. instead. Yep. He winks at Pianas and shoots his new friend's rope, freeing him. Pianas takes out a nearby henchman and returns the favour with a throwing knife, setting Mariachi free. Chaos ensues as a huge fight breaks out between El Mariachi, Agent Pianas, and the cartel henchman, and the heroes manage to escape by stealing a motorbike and sidecar and riding off into the desert. Yes, Johnny Legs is in the sidecar, and Antonio Banderas is looking really cool on a motorbike. <laughs> and there's little Johnny Legs stuffed into a sidecar. I'll go with that. Mariachi rides with Pianas in the sidecar, constantly talking. On the horizon, the rising sun, they see a jeep approaching in the distance. Exhausted, they scramble off the vehicle and hide behind some nearby rocks. The jeep stops as we hear a pair of voices inspecting the abandoned bike by the side of the road. A female voice follows up with a question and Mariachi exclaims, Karina! Recognising her. That's not a bad Tony Flags there, man. <laughs> yes, that's alright. The trio are revealed to be Karina, Campa, and Kino. Yes, they're back. With eye patches. Or, or whatever. whatever. <laughs> It's, it's how he's written it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've, they've also got biotic, uh, bionics like Cybernetica. <laughs> I, I did think about that. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 make, I'm making the fake arm thing work where it's not, <laughs> where it's not utterly shit. Uh, they're on the way to save their leader. Re- no. Relieved, the heroes reunite as Mariachi introduces Pianas to the group. This is Pianas. It means legs. He runs really fast. <laughs> And he's like Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> it's not offensive because we're saying it. The heroes gather in the jeep and Mariachi asks how they found him. Carolina explains about an old gringo named El Juez. He knew about El Maestro via Pianas. Together, they figure out that Mariachi and Pianas must have been captured by the same cartel. And El Juez was able to point them in the right direction. Pianas is full... I told you it would all work out, energy. And Mariachi simply quips, How lucky for us. Let's play. <laughs> uh, they are chased by some of the remaining cartel, but in a high-speed, explosive gunfight-slash-car chase, they take out their foes and escape. Again, cool fight to use. Usual stuff. Back at their hideout, Pianas introduces them to El Juez, his boss. 
Alvarez greets everyone, flirting with Carolina while keeping his eyes trained on the three mariachi. The heroes are full of questions, but the host keeps his cards pretty close to his chest, and he explains that he and Pianas have never been closer to catching El Maestro. With the help of our heroes, they can finally rid Mexico of this notorious cartel. And, and he can grant the mariachi crew immunity for their crimes and freedom in return. El Mariachi asks how they're going to do it. El Juez smiles and replies, Well now, you're asking the right kind of question. <laughs> El Maestro is gathering his remaining men, most of whom are now wearing bandages, eye patches, black eyes and slings after the recent escape. <laughs> it's, oh, he killed a bunch of people. Nope. They're just mm-hmm. covered in bandages and eye patches and yeah. bollocks. That's how this universe works. Sorry, boss. It's like the A-Team and, where nobody really dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just reminds me of the thing in, in El Mariachi because um, they were shooting it on such a tight budget and schedule that they ran out of people to play goons. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so when you see the final like assemblage of the, the, the drug dealers, elite guards, they're mostly teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> As is the case with most drug dealers. I was going to say, gonna, uh, criminals, yeah. Uh, he receives a phone call and confirms reinforcements will be arriving soon. He knows that the government wants to take him down, the mariachi wants to take him down, but they're free men who deserve better. As he riles them up, he says it would take nothing less than a fucking army to stop them now. Cut to ah. Agent Pienas, ah. Carolina, ah. El Juez, oh. and the mariachi trio <clears throat> gearing up with frankly ridiculous weaponry. <laughs> mm. The montage ends with them climbing into what can only be described as a monster truck if it was built by the A-Team. <laughs> the heavily armoured Frankenstein's monster truck painted with flames that El Juez lovingly calls El Mazo, the gavel. It means the gavel. El Maestro's compound is eerily quiet, but in the distance, a rumble. The doof machine. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Mad Max reference, absolutely. You said... <laughs> song, pretty much. A song fades in over the desert. A mariachi cover of Flight of the Valkyrie. <laughs> I checked. Oh, shit. I was, I, was being, I was joking. It's, <laughs> it's great. Played by the trio riding atop El Mazo as flames erupt Holy. from the sides. It, it is a doof warrior reference. Oh, shit. I was making a joke. <laughs> so am I. Shit, I hadn't read down. Fuck, man. Oh, I feel good now. The song becomes non-diegetic because we're in movie land yeah. as the mariachi instruments turn into an assortment of ridiculous weapons. Imagine the, the big bass guitar acoustic thing turns into mm. a rocket launcher as they do and they do their like poses where they do the yeah. rocket launcher shot and all that yeah. kind of stuff. El Mazo storms the front of the compound, smashing into the front barricade. The heroes pile out of the vehicle, all guns blazing. An epic battle ensues. Explosions and murders. Oh my. Each of the heroes get their moment to shine. Carolina Campaquino actually get to do things. Hooray! Awesome. El Maestro retreats higher up the building as the group progresses. Pianos, El Juez, and El Mariachi fight through the hordes and head upstairs. Trio trading weapons and d- double teaming. Mm, hello, hello. Double teaming bad guys in some cool over the top action. Like, like, oh, throw me the thing, and they mm, catch the thing, and then hit him with that gun. And yeah. I slide underneath him, and then hit him with the thing, and I shoot him. And... Dynamic filmmaking. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine there's a lot of like cool tracking shots. <sighs> like it will look like a one shot, but probably a lot yeah. of wipes and stuff. And, yeah. They fight their way through the goons and eventually chase El Maestro onto the roof of the building. El Maestro is cornered with the other three holding him at gunpoint. 
As El Juez is delivering a victory speech, Pienas turns his gun on Mariachi. Juez chuckles, explaining that he just used Mariachi to get to El Maestro, and will arrest them both to get his promotion. Pienas dis- disarms Mariachi and Maestro as Juez celebrates. However, as he is mid-celebration, a gunshot rings out. Juez looks down as blood trickles out of a wound in his chest. Oh, dum, dum, dum. Pienas is the one holding the smoking gun. Having turned on his boss and revealed his true intentions, El Maestro laughs, believing Pianas is working with him. But Pianas turns, wiping the smile off the cartel leader's face, and kicks him off the roof of the building to his death. I can see now where you referenced these. This films is Mexico! <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I can see how you referenced the certain films you did with regards to, like, what's that one? Sort of like uh, career bits. And like, oh, yeah. Benny Blanco. I, I, can't, yep. I see it now. I was <laughs> like, There's a reason I mentioned Benny Blanco. In <laughs> I see it now. He's the bad guy. <laughs> As Pianas gloats, he reveals he has been working both sides, the cartel and the CIA, against each other. And how can he become the most powerful man in Mexico? Run the cartel on one hand? And, by being the man to take down El Maestro and El Mariachi, get promoted in the CIA. It's a, that's the kind of convoluted I want in this sort of film. But it makes enough fucking sense. Yeah. And the CIA are bad guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's the kind of double cross. You're like, ah, oh, you bastard. Yeah. Like, oh, he's a bad guy because he's with the cartel. No, mm-hmm. he's a bad guy because he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and in the CIA. Yeah. And also working for the cartel, but also neither of them. Yeah. Now he runs both. Mm-hmm. Did you complete your order at the window? Just call him Agent Lee. <laughs> <I had. laughs> Agent Le Viernes. Agente Lex. <laughs> Viernes slides the revolver over to Mariachi to ensure the gun is nearby so he can be framed properly. He's framing Mariachi for killing the other cool. two. Viernes points the gun at uh, the last remaining foe and click, click, click. The gun is empty as Mariachi shrugs, dropping bullets out of his pockets in slow motion, no doubt. Absolutely. Ding, 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 ding. Do you remember them like swapping guns and trading yeah. weapons as they mm-hmm. fought through the staircase oh, yeah. and stuff? Mariachi caught on. He, knew ah. what was happening. he was too savvy to it all. Mariachi flicks the revolver up with his foot and shoots Pianus, killing him. Also in slow motion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> catches it and shoots. Yeah. yeah. Revolver ocelot style. But not <laughs> twin snakes. Twiddling for an hour, yeah. No. <laughs> and then monologuing. Mariachi collapses in exhaustion on the rooftop. In the final scene, the mariachi trio play a concert in a Mexican dive bar. We see Carolina with a big diamond ring on her hand and a toddler sat on her knee, clapping along to the music. Mariachi sings and parades into the crowd and leans in to kiss Carolina as we cut to black. I burned it to the ground on the end. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, I like a lot of it. I, like, I, think, I think it works pretty well, and it feels appropriately Rodriguez. I can see him doing a lot with that action scene. There's, mm. there's some good, the bad, and the ugly bones in there. Oh, yeah. The, the, the hanging reference is obviously a reference to yes. the... Mm-hmm. I can, see, I, I can absolutely the see the Western things there, yeah. yeah. And that's why it's a nice thing, because you, you do parallel with the whole, ah, they're going to be friends. Like, oh, no, he's a treacherous yeah. prick. Yeah. But unlike a sort of, like, um, Tuco situation from uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, yes. where it's like, well, he's a kind of... A, he's yeah. a scamp. It's like, no, he's a, this guy's a villain. Like I said, my original version had them like Blondie and Tuco relationship between yes. uh El Mariachi and Pianas and that mm-hmm. kind of similar mm-hmm. oh they've been run- maybe they've been running some scams together and he's a CIA agent who's also working with Mariachi and he's hired him before and blah yeah. blah blah. Oh and they've 
you know, done a few jobs together or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there is actually a, a thing there. There's potential for that. And then making the twist that much more like disheartening and heartbreaking to Mariachi. No, it feels more emotional. Mm. It feels more like a telenovela sort of twist. Yeah. 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 The only thing you could do to add to that is having fucking am- amnesia somewhere. And uh, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Depp. And Johnny fucking Depp. Willem Dafoe in brown face. <laughs> but uh yeah no i i like i said there's a like the right level of convolution there's a, it it unfolds in a nice pleasing way uh each character's given things to do um, i know i just say that in the pitch no but, no no no. i i know. feel it's there and the fact that we just acknowledge i want, I want to give yeah. some hayek stuff to do yes implying that you know she's been training with mariachi it's been a few years since desperado mm. it's a long time in real life but yeah. been a few years because i'm pushing it even a year later so yeah implying they haven't just been sat around doing nothing mm. And then killing her off in five seconds. Mm. Yeah. For, for me, weirdly enough, one of the things that gets me going, huh, uh, is actually just that final scene. Um, when it transitions from, I'm collapsed on the roof, so tired, so tired, to, and now I'm here, playing guitar. Like, huh? What? I just feel like there's something... There's some, is, it, is it a dream sequence? Is he dead? That's the thing. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I like, mm-hmm. Is that going to be shot in that ambiguous of like, yes. the ideal... That, that was... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The final scene, is, oh. it, is it his like coma dream, essentially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it... Okay. Is With he that kind of framing... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. That works for me. Cool, cool, cool. That was my plan for that final scene. I oh, know. Mm. I like it. I like it. Yeah, no. I thought, I thought it was really good. So much less fucking... <laughs> less offensive. <laughs> Yeah, Again, no, no one in brown face. Good I find start. myself, yeah, fixing things like patting ourselves on the back for not being. Yeah, yeah. very short circuit too. Like, oh, you didn't have brown face. Yeah, yeah. There's that low bar cleared. Yeah, fantastic. Just stepping over the. Yeah. Don't be a shit person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instantly a better film. Yeah, um, uh, like Matt says, like a lot less, uh, a, a good level of kind of some twists in there, but nothing. No, no overly convoluted kind of plotting to try and just just get really lost with um i think i would have liked a little bit more of carolina and el mariachi's like relationship yeah. and, and kind of just get him where they are um and maybe a little bit more established like is it just it? is it just that they killed off uh buko and and mocho uh and that's why uh El Maestro wants them dead, or have they been carrying on, you know, being kind of these almost like folk hero type things, and they've, you know, been messing with his business in that way? Um, but th- 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 this is a very minor, like. Yeah, my, my little... plan is definitely the second part of more of the folk hero we kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that I like, you know, briefly mentioned that with the bartender being like, hey, there's been some stories around, they're still, mm. you know, we haven't seen them in a few years, but. I hate stories, you know. Like, yeah, glad and Cheech that's when you get what's stuff. real, what isn't, and then you get the yeah. No, I, I, I yeah. think that makes sense. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I, I think yeah. Giving Salma Hayek more screen time could mm-hmm. never be a bad thing. So. Yeah, I think I think there needs to be the 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 aspect of like again playing up that two lovers everywhere they go, blood, mm. fire, yeah, lust, yeah. passion. It's like oh shit, <laughs> you know, and they see, they see them in slow motion, both doing the gun thing around the room. And like, yeah, oh yeah. shit, and then you see the actual fights happening, and they're having a little bit of a fight midway through, and it's like, oh, this isn't as smooth as I thought it was going to be. It's like they're still arguing, but that 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 passion's still there, and they're still into each other. Um, because I, it's, I'm pretty sure it's one time, one time in Mexico with the, uh, hands chained together out the window. Yes, it thing. is. In the, yeah. in the all five minutes she's in it. Yeah, and I'm like, it's the moment where I'm like, holy shit, she's 
having all of Antonio Banderas' weight on her wrists. Yeah. yeah. God damn. Yeah. Hench. And again, <clears throat> like mentioned it in the synopsis, that sequence has some really good stunt work in it and some yep. really yeah. fun action direction, but it has no impact on the plot Not whatsoever. The yeah, There's yeah. nothing nothing to do yeah. there. Um, so seeing them as a double team dynamic might be nice for me to yeah, see. Yeah, because we... Yeah, I like we, that we, idea, actually. Yeah, yeah we... we they definitely Mrs. Smith style almost. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they seem like they have that good chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that we, we obviously saw in, in Desperado, but this would be an evolution of it and seeing yes. them more yes. as She's as pushing equals. to the foreground as well. Yeah. And she's very competent in her own... Rather than being yeah. dams in distress, she's also competent yeah. and capable of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah, no, I think a, a, a good fix. I think I can so easily picture... Um, Robert Rodriguez having fun with a monster truck, yeah, uh, and doing doing some mad shit with that. Yeah, I, I one part of me was when you describe the monster truck, and I was like, oh, because again, as I said before, I was like, ah, oh, Doof Warrior thing, yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, I've ruined it. I didn't realize that that's exactly what's about to happen. <laughs> that's true. I'm being facetious, yeah. yeah. But then it's also like, is that too ridiculous for two thousand and four? I'm like. No, it's Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Mm. Have you seen the films he's made? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is bearable. This is post Spy Kids. Exactly. And yeah. and that early two thousands excess yes. over the top. Yeah. Yeah. He's about to do Sin Fucking City. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You can kind of get away with anything. Um. Yeah. It's it's um. I'm trying again. All I'm trying to do now is, is set it into my mind back in twenty two thousands mindset. Saying, is there anything like? Oh, I don't know if that would fly. Or, or but would there be an issue there? Really no, because Rodriguez at this point has got his momentum of being this uh, independent oddball who pulls out these really strong moves that play off for him really mm. well. Um, whether and it's also something like, yeah, <laughs> and there's like there's part of me that wants to like maybe like critique more uh, or or maybe even start thinking about like oh what would I have done if I was fixing this? But I feel like a lot of the critiques that I would have would push it in a non Rodriguez way. Yeah. I was like oh, I had the, this, I had the same thought. Like the him, villain's yeah. kind of like there's nothing really to him. He's just like yeah. another cartel boss and then I was like yeah but that's exactly what they are yep. in the yep. first two yep. films. Yep. It's just like he's the he's bad and he, of, and, yeah. he, mm-hmm. and he's mean to my girl. Yeah. Uh yeah. I, I'm, and I'm you do and you actually me. do have because you <clears throat> I think I think yeah, if we have some nice scenes and I think especially if them like Riding along on the in the motorcycle and sidecar and stuff, and actually mm. establishing that rapport between yeah. uh, El Mariachi and Pianes, and then to have that betrayal, like you do actually get some emotional heft to that because mm. it's actually not El Maestro doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Yeah, you know? is it's the Jimmy, bad guy, yeah. it's yeah. Jimmy Smith. He'll have charisma and yep. he'll, you know, he'll he will do some good mus- mustache twirling and stuff like, like that. A great, he always he, has great face. He'll get the yeah. assignment. Yeah. yeah, but he'll also know to step aside when yes. he yeah. yeah, yeah, Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, no, I actually yeah, yeah. I just realised also in terms of like, oh, is that too much? He did fucking he did from dusk till dawn. There's tons of big old fucking yeah. trucks in that. Yeah, and they're all on fire. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no. I, again, good shout. I like the fix. Um, I mean, this is gonna sound insulting. Not enough brown face. <laughs> too many Mexicans. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the. It's so easy to fix Once Upon a Time in Mexico because it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, and in addition, in a strange way, 
Rodriguez gives you a blueprint of how to make a Rodriguez film with the stuff he's done. Yeah. So absolutely. you have taken that and done it yeah. really, really well, in my eyes. Yeah. Um, like I said, I originally had a plan of like, oh, I'll fix Once Upon a Time, we'll be fine. Like, yeah. Oh, 70% of this movie needs to be burned to the ground that, for even start to be a mariachi yeah. film. Yeah. That's the thing is you'd ha- you have to strip out so much. All of Johnny Depp. The, you either lead all to of the entire spin-off or not. All of Eva yeah. Mendes is like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm glad it came to you because I would have done a Sicario film. I made it too fucking serious. I feel I, I know. I know. In my I, blood, I did think. It. I did think about that. Yeah. 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 Do you know? Do you know what my instinct was? Mm. As we were just kind of I love it when we have these like three completely different yeah, approaches yeah. kind of mm. vibes that we get. Uh, I'd 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 have done a Logan. I'd be making old man mariachi. I'd be making this film in like ten years time. Oh, that's uh, cool. And do a yeah. That's do, very do, cool. Do like an old man mariachi, yeah, and then he comes shit. back in Deadpool three. <laughs> Like I'd have me. done a crossover with Shrek and it's the uh, Mariachi meets Puss in Boots. <gasps> it kills the box off. <laughs> it also causes the pandemic. <laughs> I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, folks, Puss in Boots has a movie coming out later this year. Animated movie, yes. Yeah. Right. Got... Well, they're animated. Sorry. <laughs> no, a live, no, a live action. action Puss in Boots. <laughs> you fucking maniac. It's very late. My apologies. It, it's, Peter uh, are not pleased. Uh, no, it's... it's. <laughs> they make that cat do a lot of sword fighting. <laughs> they went through a lot of cats. Yeah. Uh, is it the, like, you get the horse to chew peanut butter thing? Where like, yeah. Oh, it looks like it's talking. Yeah. They, they strap a, a, horse. a rapier onto uh, the cat's hand and then they just get a laser pen and just, like... Go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> Many Bondans died to bring us this information. <laughs> um, no, I meant my apologies. That it was more of a. Um, it has a bit of a different frame rate into the Spider Verse kind of feel initially, rather than a classic. You know. Uh, oh yes, they do some animation. interesting stuff with the animation. Precisely. I I sorry. Saw, yeah. yeah. yeah so when I say an anime to... movie, I mean like they're actually doing something with it, rather than just plastic. Not just three D CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not crap. just another straight to DVD. Shrek. It's not the Grinch. Seven. What the fuck it would be at this point? Um. Anyway. So yes, they are. And apparently it's going to be okay. Oh, I didn't know that. I haven't believed that yet. Yeah. Well, folks, let me know your thoughts on my fix to Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Are you guys settled on the name, by the way? Yeah, what was the, what the options again? Farewell to, farewell to Kings. Farewell to Kings. Oh, farewell one. to Kings. Uh, which, which was, hold on, hold on. There's also a reference to um, his TV channel, which is a Del Rey. And Del Rey asked, like, of course. Yeah, yeah. Despedida de los Reyes. Despedida de los Reyes. 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 Uh, the, I'll, I'll get you the other one in Spanish as sure, well. Sure, sure. It was uh, Last of the... Despierta. Isn't that... Despierta. Wake up. Despedida. I know, but that's what I said. Oh, that's, a, that's a different one I'm asking. <laughs> Quickly. Do this, Despacito? Do this. Um, Despacito. Ultimo del Mariachi is Last of the Mariachi. Mm. Um... I feel, I, feel like, I feel like I, I prefer Farewell to Kings. I agree. Cool. It's a Rush reference. Nice. One of my favorite Rush albums. Rush. The band. Our. Yes. <laughs> Famous Mexican band. Famous. <laughs> Three white dudes from Canada, <laughs> yep. as far as I know. Adios. Muchachos. Mar- mariachi. Yeah. That was also, I think oh, I really? had, yeah. Um... Rather than farewell to it was adios something something and I can't remember what it was. Adios al mariachi kind of like. Uh, we, it, yeah, some along those lines. Yeah, yeah. It's al mariachi. Al, yes, it's plural. Yes, so, yeah. yes. Um, huh. Yeah, that was an option as well. Oh, I yeah. even did the upside down exclamation mark correct <laughs> way around exclamation mark. I still don't understand. I don't speak Spanish. Anyway, 
Let us know your thoughts, dear listeners. Did I do a better job than Once Upon a Time in Mexico? I hope I fucking did. If you're a big fan of El Mariachi or Desperado, let me know what you thought about how you feel my thing would cap off the trilogy. If you're a big fan of Once Upon a Time in Mexico, go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> let us know when you got your head injury. <laughs> uh, how big was the horse that kicked you? <laughs> when did you have your eyes gouged out by Eva Mendes? And are you Johnny Depp? Hey, Johnny. Go fuck yourself. Let us know on Twitter. We are Sequelizers. We are also on Instagram. Also Sequelizers. And you can join our Discord by going to Sequelizers.com and clicking the link at the top of the website. That will send you to the Discord invite page. You just click that little invite button and you get in. There's more than 200 people in the Discord now. That's more than in Mexico. (laughs) Yep. Nope. Nope. But there are 200 people. They are very, very cool. It's a fantastic little community talking about the show, talking about films, talking about TV, talking about parenting and wrestling and politics and science. We have a history channel now for some reason because one specific person... I like history. Yep. Any topic you can think of, pretty much, there is a channel in our Discord to discuss. And it's, like I said, a very, very cool community, a very welcoming people. You get a whole, like, welcoming parade of gifts and phrases and stuff when you join the Discord. There was a little bit of a debate recently. There was. Tim. I stole a gif. Welcome to the world of tomorrow sorry. from Futurama, which was mine originally, for the record. Just put that out there. Because I love that catchphrase. Sure. Um, I also did Welcome to the Party Pal, which is now also taken. So I just do the automatic Discord reply little dancing robot mm. thing. I did one. No one's taken it. I rarely do it. There you go. Come and join the Discord. It's fantastic. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash sequelizers. Links for all this stuff are, of course, in the show notes. Just scroll down in a little podcast player. You'll find it there nice and easily. If you want to follow me, I am JLW Chambers on all the social medias. Matthew, how can people find you and your Mexicano escapado across the internet Uh your Mexican escapades. Oh, I, I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just doing the love of the translation. Wasn't that far off. Translato for you, you know. Gracias. Um, stocks. S T O G H Z on the social media. So you can go to cheeseman.com and see the things that I make. You can go to the redrighthand.co.uk and read my reviews. You can also uh, search for Sumo Drop Pod on Twitter for my Sumo Wrestling podcast. Sumo Drop. I wasn't far off. Escaparas de Internet. Internet. The internet escapades <laughs> of one <laughs> El Stogo. Burro. Um, <laughs> donkey. Uh, Any Spanish speakers probably fucking hate this episode. Oh, now. absolutely. But Sorry, we're Spanish speakers. We're trying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in every sense of the word. <laughs> <laughs> we are very trying. Tim, if I wanted to learn how Uh-oh. to play Uh-oh. guitar, and I didn't know how to practice <laughs> fingering. <laughs> Where could I hit you up to find out how best to utilize my fingies? Uh, use your fingies to navigate over to Twitter and find trivia underscore lad. That's me there. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I will not be able to tell you how to play guitar right. because I can't play any instruments. You picked the sequelizer. The least the, musical. The, 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 never played an instrument. That's his secret. Matt's a former bass player. I am. I'm a former bass player as well at this point. Fingers. Yes. We are. Walk the bass line. LL Fingers. Fingers. <laughs> El Fingers. <laughs>
I, I am the very much the bears of sequelizers. <laughs> El Pingaro se Tim. You're the Enrique Iglesias of sequelizers to me, Tim. And that's what matters. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your support. If you're unable to support us on Patreon, please do share us around on social media and all that kind of stuff. Recommend us to your friends. Review us on your podcast app of choice, whether that's Spotify. Highly offensive Spanish <laughs> word, pretty much. Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is you're listening to. Please do give us a lovely little review on there. That helps boost our visibility on those apps and all that kind of stuff. In the meantime, we'll be back next week. I'm going to say it. With something very different. Um, yeah. How no about, links. well, El Cibernetico. How about that? There's oh, the little, there's the little oh, connection hello. for you. Hello. But you got you there, Matthew yeah. El Stoggo over there. I get it, I get it. Stay tuned, folks.